Hi everyone. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because we're going to do a little bit of recap. Uh, the cast is going to ask questions of each other and Doc uh, to get more about the world and the lore and everything that we're doing. And this was also taken from a charity stream that uh, the channel did to raise money for Locks of Love. So everything is kind of going all over the place here, but... It's still a really good conversation to kind of get into the depths of the world and our characters and everything along those lines. So not the regular play cast, and I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up on that. And uh, I guess that means that we should do a different intro than normal. So uh, um, I'll just I'll do the music here as kind of like a parody. Like, boom, ba da do 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 do. So while you're doing that, hi everybody and welcome to Bros and Dragons. We are not doing any play stuff because we're hoping that you all will give your money to Locks of Love during this and the interruptions would have been a little bit more than we could have handled, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit more than I could have handled. I think the rest of you would have been okay and then I would have to figure yeah. out how to mime Thank you for your $10 donation. Let me call the dogs and feed them treats without anybody actually feeling interrupted, which... You did You did not tell me the option was watching you play Pictionary, because I would have went with Pictionary option. No, not Pictionary. Not Pictionary. Sh I'm not charades. Charades. All right. charades, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Sorry. <laughs> Here we are. Hi. Um... Hi. So with this, uh, well, Doc, you normally do the introductions, but I guess, like, we're not doing the normal thing. It, it isn't normal. I can still host if you want me to. Oh, no, I was I was thinking about making the ladies host. Oh, put them on the spot? Not on the spot. Just like, hey, we're, I mean, we're playing I Calvin Ball. Just go. But before we play Calvin Ball, yeah. tonight we decided that we we're going to do questions about lore and characters and anything that you guys would like to ask. I opened it up to the cast, anything they wanted to ask me, because I would just want to start off that one of the hardest things for a dungeon master or any kind of uh, a game runner at all is finding a, a group of people that they absolutely trust. I am blessed, and I can trust these guys. So they ask me questions that... They get answers to that their characters aren't supposed to know. I can trust them, and that's part of what this game is. But I wanted to do this Q&A for not just them, but you guys in the audience as well. So if you guys have any questions, and I did talk to somebody today who might have D&D &D questions, I think we're good with that too. Throw them our way. We got Hannah here. Hannah knows everything about Dungeons & Dragons, so she could definitely answer all of the questions. Yep. You, you can see and, uh, you can see by the motions. Absolutely true. Yeah. Look also, at all these dice I have. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna turn some of the up too. And if you guys want to ask specific questions to people, uh in the chat, just type their name first. Uh you can either do their full name or you could just type Lissa, Hannah, Mike or Dan or Doc. And we will answer as best that we can. We're gonna do our thing. We're going to do our thing and all the things and do our best. Uh, speaking of which, there's not names on anybody like there normally is. So, hi, I'm Mike. I've been here for eight hours. I'm doing something crazy this time, guys. I, I have it. I have it pulled up on the screen. Oh my God. 
Mike's dancing because there's a shout out for for Alyssa. No, I I think this I think it's better that no one knows. I think it's better that I just I act like every you all act like nothing is happening because as far as you're concerned, nothing's happening. Well, as far as we're concerned, there is no mic. There is just disembodied voice. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody Two blue squares that are chasing each other. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's... Um, oh, also, I told so many dudes on Hinge uh, about this uh, <laughs> D&D stream. Uh, so, just so you know, so many men. Okay. So many men. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys need that question, question, go ahead. Hold on one second. Doc's Wand Emporium. <laughs> Are you doing a bit or are you actually on right now? Okay, got it. Hey, uh, so, Mike, Doc's up there. Sorry, I still have to reverse everything. Um, we have Hannah to my side. Dang it, it's all reversed. I hate it so much. And I can't even reference the Discord chat because I don't exist on it. <sighs> Hannah's, Hannah's hanging out with Moo. And then above me, haha, that's the only one that's not reversed. We got Lissa, and also Hi. totally the opposite for you. Doc, you were, you know how I was off every time? You were off and stayed there every time. Why, why did you put us weirdly on there? I didn't. I literally took the screen capture from uh, from the Discord call and just put it onto the screen. I don't know what All right, is. so we have, we, have, yeah. we have possible D&D questions, possible... Dating Hannah questions, which I don't know why you have questions. Just go look at her TikToks. She's pretty open about dating life. <laughs> but she'll also answer D&D questions. And then we have lore questions today as well. So, yeah. so we're doing a lot of different yeah. stuff. Um, I'll tell you what. Do you... Let's, let's start with us. And, you know, whether people have questions or they're lurking or whatever. I don't know. Let's start with us. So... I'll, I'll get the ball rolling because it's, you know, the most recent thing in my memory here. Um, you decided pretty early with me that it would be cool if I was, like, the only half-elf in the world just to kind of flip the normal on the head, right? I did. Was it decided then that I was going to be... And, and again, we don't have a ton of context for this yet. Was it decided then that I was going to be some kind of weird test tube sorcerer creation? Or was that later on that it was decided that that was the case? When when did we bring that up? What, when did you find out? Well, when did you think you were created? Because we never found out. I but never when did. did you think you were created? I, I didn't until last week. Until, last until week? Until the most recent episode where it was kind of confirmed that I was... Not artificial, because I exist, but that I am several different forms of magic put into one, and the way that it happened was cause. Uh, yeah, that that was about, I don't know, two and a half hours before we recorded that episode. Okay. So that was real recent that you're like, all right, let's go. That's, that's how I DM. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a whole session where I didn't plan anything. I warned you guys ahead of time. Yep. <laughs> yep. I figured out that my thing is if I'm, and I wonder if you're the same way about this. Um, and you're, we're all DMs here, so I'm actually pretty interested in getting this collective answer. 
if I'm planning a campaign, I will have like one to three pages of notes for the entire campaign. And I will just improv almost all of it. And just, hey, you know what the story is? Whatever you guys decide is happening. And yeah, just because, you know what? You say, I want to check this out. It's like, all right, guess I'm making something up about that. If I plan a one-shot, I've got a one-shot plan for this Saturday. I have 12 different maps. I have music. I have notes upon notes upon notes. I have what I'm going to make the DC for certain things. Like, I've got a crazy amount of stuff. And for a campaign, I go, nah, that's way too much. I just... If they go hear it bad, if they go hear it good. Like, that's the kind of note-taking that I take for a campaign. Am I crazy? No, I'm the exact same way. Exact same way. Like, the thing is, it, it, it's that meme. Come up with a plan, implement the plan, <laughs> throw away the plan. That That's, that's just yeah. any TRPG in a nutshell. Like, you can plan everything out like to a T, mm -hmm. but literally I've been in a one shot where uh, we were supposed to actually like deal with some druids uh, that were out in the forest. Mm -hmm. No, we ended up unlocking the nursing home DLC, um, accidental genocide, an accidental warlock, like a t How does one and accidentally I, warlock? I, uh, I, so what ha happened <laughs> I'm was... sorry to interrupt, it's just like, you make a warlock by making an agreement kind of thing, right? Like... So what, what ha happened was... Uh-huh. Um, oh, shit, there us... we were. <laughs> <laughs> Wenzel gave us each a magical item for, at the beginning of this one shot. Okay. He gave the Eye of Falmora, the Titanus to one of the players that had never played D&D before. Okay. And when I went to suggest, hey, you know, maybe we should Arcana check this thing because we have hit a snag. None of us have the, uh, the magic required in order to open this door. Maybe that magical item that you were given at the beginning of the one shot is the key to being able to open this. Instead of Arcana checking it again, they click the eye! Well, sure. And release Belmora! Yeah, press the button. Sometimes the best kind of action is any. The worst is done. I, I will say this. The door didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Because the entire there was a crater sure. where the island was. There you go. <laughs> so what you're saying is it worked? Yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I, I put up my entire campaign notes in our green room if you guys want to share it I don't care uh, I can't because if I bring up the green room then all of all of this goes away <laughs> wait for wait for the facial reactions Mike okay that's fine I, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll just talk with you for a bit as people scroll through um, okay hi so okay so that was decided about two and a half hours before <clears throat> I, I mean you DM, you improv, you let it go. You, you, I feel like you do a lot of world building as far as getting kind of a theme and an aesthetic and kind of a vibe. And then yeah. it's a lot more reactionary, which I do, which I, I think is kind of where we're all at too. It's, it's a lot of, 
all right, something is going to happen and something else is going to happen and something else, you know, whether your list is like four things long or 10 things long or a hundred things long. And then it's all right. Well, they're doing this. What's that mean? What would be yeah. interesting based off of this? And in my head, I was sitting there like, part of me was furious because it was a thing where it's like, we just spent five episodes. Five. That's about 15 hours. That's about 60 hours of recording editing for me. We just spent about 60 hours for us to get halfway to the place that we were supposed to go to get teleported there, to be there for a day, to decide oh. where we were going to go back home. And I'm like, well, this is the worst road trip ever. Because we kind of <laughs> got there. We basically drove the car, lost the car, decided to fly there, and we're like, eh, we saw what we need to see. Let's go back. I, I was so excited for you guys to see Mirinda's house. <laughs> that didn't happen! Whoa! <laughs> You're still there. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're we're still there. So, if you're asking about that, that's because so I put up my my notes. I put up the calendar that I keep my notes in. Um I I know what's going. The world revolves whether you do something or not. So, right. first episode was you guys getting ready to leave, putting backpacks on, getting a cart. But I was right there with, uh, hey, can we get a lift? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where do you want to go? Hardell? All right. Mm -hmm. a circle. Good luck. All these squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. <laughs> so, just it, it's just one of those things that you guys didn't pull the trigger on, which is fine. I'm not. It's not my job to drive your characters. I mean... Can anyone really drive our characters? I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to do half the time. We're driving these characters. Half yeah. the time, it's like the chaos ensues, and then whatever happens fucking happens. Like, you guys, Miranda getting shot in the fucking chest by a goddamn lightning bolt. You you guys are driving your Gundams. What am I supposed to do? Nothing. nothing. I'm not the driver. Go nuts. I, listen, give me some blueprints on the Gundam. That's all I'm asking, man. <laughs> It's the character sheet. You have three of them, as as Hannah pointed out, how many different character sheets you own. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I do, yeah. Listen, you say that, and you say that, you're putting a whole lot of, no, it's on you guys. You have to do it. We didn't know how much money we had for the first four episodes. So at a, certain point, at a certain point, we got to talk to the mechanic. How do I fill up this thing with gas? That's actually in the own, in the manual. Uh -huh. You want to see? I can point out the pages hey, for every hey, single one of you on where to find how much money. You don't get to talk about the fact that I that I've got this weird <laughs> homebrewed character, and you say, "Well, why don't you use the player's handbook?" Well, then if that's but, the case, I shouldn't smell like lavender. What the heck? He started. Doc? He started off as a sorcerer, and sorcerers have starting gold. He started off with a background. Background has starting gold. Mm. I'm the poorest mm. prince on the planet, but I'll take it. Plus, what was I doing? I, I literally, you guys were in the town, and I was just like, "Oh, you want to buy? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Buy what, what you want. want. Hmm? It's all on attack. How many, how many weird magical items just are are in the campaign because somebody made a joke about? Oh, oh sure. I wish that this had this, and it was like, yeah, okay, you have that. <laughs> My table of holding. <laughs> yeah. 
And I have a <laughs> selfie stone. It's so weird. I feel uncomfortable putting magic items in Taysan's hands. Just because I don't like know how the character works. Even though I know very specifically how they work. None of it means anything. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. Believe it or not, Taysan, not even a sorcerer. Rogue. It's weird. Yeah, not hard. He's just a human fighter. Yeah. <laughs> human that makes sense. Fighter, male. <laughs> you guys really haven't inspected the ears. They're the ones that you buy off of Amazon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, Taysan's the founder of Amazon in this game. Yeah. Oh, it's canon. Okay. It's not Amazon, though. It, it's it's Asimon. Asimon? Okay. I'm done. Asimon. So, oh. go ahead. Uh, no, if you were going to segue, uh, I also had a segue. So if your segue might be better than my segue. Uh, let's rock, paper, scissors. I want to uh, see if she zigs when you. you. I know, that's why it's going to be really good. <laughs> I want to see if she zigs when you zag. Why don't you guys segue together? Well, my question... One, two, I, no, hold on. There's no way, because my question was for Hannah. There's no way oh. that this question is going to be for Hannah. Well, then let's talk about me. So I ask myself, self, are there more sides to this story? Uh, so, uh, Stroop, very reluctant on the on the, the destiny that's been laid before her. How long has Stroop known about this, like, potential be a guardian thing? That's a great question for Doc. <laughs> it's a good it's a great question for both of you. Actually, it's a great question for you and then you looking up to Doc and being like, does that work? <laughs> I have I have a notepad. I'm waiting for you to answer that. There you go. Oh, um, I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh I remember talking about it uh during character creation with Doc. Um okay. and yeah, he was like, uh, by the way, this is this is what's up and i was like oh thank god because all i had was the waffle hut <laughs> i had a joke character which i'm not gonna lie there's a good amount of the waffle hut it, it is she Longer. she came up with that that was that's all she brought to the table she was like i know i want to be a halfling she even said probably a druid uh but i got this idea of a cook and it just kind of grew and i was like why don't you just start your own thing and she's like oh yeah and i was like I mean, let's take, you know, another franchise and turn it into something and hand it out of nowhere. Waffle Hut! It's gotta be the Waffle Hut. I was like, alright, I'm writing it down. I <laughs> knew I wanted to be called Stroop Waffle, and that's all I had going into character creation. Stroop Waffle the Halfling. And, uh, yeah, and then, uh, Mike had actually done a um, one of his TikToks for me and was like, oh, you're a druid. And I'm like, I could play a druid. I've never done that before. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Mike inspires me in a lot of ways that he doesn't realize. So um. I, I, I inspire you, inspire you to be elsewhere and not talk to me because I can be a lot. Um, no, no, there was one day that you're like Hannah. When you promote your books, you have to not say they're bad. <laughs> And that made me think that in my head, I was like, okay, what do I have to do to get to not saying the books that I'm recording are, are bad books? And I was like, I need to start doing books that I actually enjoy and start auditioning for things that I want to do mm -hmm. as opposed to just whatever work comes to me. So that inspired me to do that. So, I mean, yeah, that's my inspiring. I, first of all, <laughs> that, that's, that's awesome. I'm overwhelmed <laughs> that I've, I've been any kind of positive influence in your life. Uh, second of all, 
don't let me stop you from getting that paper. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm not making any money off I, of these I, no, books. I that. I'm saying like, if you have the opportunity to oh. like, Oh, this is a bad book, but it's but also a book. So what I do then is instead of like, Oh, don't get it. It's not good. He lies. You say, you say something. No, you choose your words carefully. It's not a book that oh. I would normally read, mm. but it does have some, but you know what? It's got some really interesting parts, so you should check it out. It might surprise you. It might surprise those... you. It might be trash, but it doesn't matter. It might surprise it you might all the voices I can do. <laughs> For those that don't know, Mike's a salesman. Yes. Also, if you're, ever really wor if you're ever really worried about having a really good sales pitch for one of your books, just say, tell me about the book. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good mm -hmm. at the end. You're I'm great. a good narrator. <laughs> yeah. So Mike inspires me. Doc inspires me. Lissa inspires me so much. Oh my god. Biggest hype girl in the world on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> like, it's like I love you so much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my great. sappy. That's my sappiness for tonight. No more. No okay. more sappy. So, so when did Stroop find out that she was a guardian and waiting? I still I wait for that note. <laughs> Oh, she's 25. I would say when she, like, came of age, like, probably, like, 18, 20. Okay. Was she table dancing after dinner, or? Uh, after 21, yeah. Okay. But it oh. was, like, a little bit more solemn, because she's like, oh, destiny. Okay. Right. It was more of these. So, I'm going to give it 20. So, five years ago. So, long enough to establish, like, what your actual plan was. Yeah. And then it's like, by the way, that plan... Maybe. Who knows? Uh, garbage. <laughs> My notes, actually, when we talked about that, were you were denying that destiny because you thought it would stop you from being a Waffle Hut owner. Well, the, the first several sessions as well very heavily leaned into that theme. Where it's yep. like, yeah, you know, I got a book. I'll read a page. Maybe I'll read a chapter. We'll see. That's a great Stroop voice. <laughs> I do like the Stroop voice a lot. Okay. So this is this is a recent change. That makes sense. Because that means it was only like a couple of years before you met Miranda and Taysan then. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Is what? They've known each other three years at this point? About three years. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do yearly vacations together for the last three years. Mm hmm Spring break. Woo! Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Every, every session, Steve every Holt. Session. Every session, stream, <laughs> Steve Holt, did we dungeon and or dragon? Oh, okay. Long live the I Waffle Hut. Long live the Waffle Hut. And every couple of sessions, I have to remind uh, Doc and anybody listening that uh, Taysan goes to the bathroom because, again, mm. otherwise people might wait. Yeah, exactly. It's important. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I got one for Lissa, unless you want to, you want to, you, you had something earlier and then you were like, oh no, let's talk about me. Do you remember oh, me? what that thing was? Yeah. Yeah. But you should ask Lissa's question first. Okay. I'll ask Lissa's question. Hi, Lissa. It's great. You oh. can't see me, but I can see you and it's not in like <laughs> you know, a legal way. So I've got happy. the stream up on my other screen, so oh. I see you. It's just on a delay. Okay. Well then hold on. I'm going to go ahead and just, uh. There you go. Just you zero yourself out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'm gone. 
so I'm removing myself from the narrative. <laughs> narrative. Um, so Lissa. <laughs> yeah. Been here for 75 years. I, I think I picked up, I, and this might be right or wrong, I don't know, and if it's something you can't say, that's totally fine too. Did I get that you're from Eberron? Yes. Okay. Um, so Miranda is originally from Eberron. She made her way into the Feywilds, and then uh, she has made her way here. Mm -hmm. um, she uh, So she actually worships the Traveler, but because... The Traveler doesn't really have a hold on this plane. Uh, she's currently worshipping Zalren. Okay. So, I, I had two different questions, and I'm deciding... I think one of them is juicy enough to save for later. So, okay. <laughs> what... How do, I, how do I phrase this? Does... Does your character know why they're here? Did they get yeeted or did they just kind of show up? She kind of she whenever a portal is kind of just like put in front of her she's like oh you know like the traveler did it. Alright. Got it. I know. So, so it was it, it's it was time for my new adventure. Got it. So it was a choice that you made you just weren't necessarily aware of the choice. Yeah. Got it. Okay follow-up question for doc do you know why a portal was put in front of her or why she showed up here yes cool thank you that's it that's because in character creation she came to me with the change that she wanted to play mm -hmm. and i was like oh cool well D, D lore has given me the every multiverse lore which is the veil has been thinned mm. since the third era, era and the calamity and so the veil was thin enough for her to come into this multiverse. I'm not going to name the number because okay. it's going to give a lot away in the story, but sure. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But this is one of my favorite tropes for my D&D characters. Sure. They just accidentally or on purpose walked through a portal and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, where the hell am I? And I live here now. Got it. <laughs> this is my life now. All three of my streamed D&D characters, not in their original plane. Hmm. Have... Miranda is the only one that, like, purposefully did it. Samyaza, she, uh, she happened to have been in a city that transports plane to plane and didn't know that that's what it does. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Sarlai's, she kind of just she was being chased by a harpy and she kind of just uh, accidentally yeeted herself through a portal to win America. Okay, so... And now she has trauma. She's the only one that actually had a happy childhood. Sure. <laughs> trauma. Ooh, what kind of breakdown of character? This is how I traumatize my character. Okay, that's, that's a follow-up question later. I like that. Um, also, I'm, I'm starting to... Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to notice a Lissa theme and, you know, so somebody sits down with you that has the right kind of, you know, uh, degree to be able to diagnose something like that. Maybe maybe, maybe they would have a conversation, but I'm not that person. And I'm Bring up the demon thing. No, we're not going to. Uh, listen. Yeah. No, 
Blissa, when you do your, your counseling, bring up the demon devil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what I want to know is, is he hot or is he just tall? I ask myself that a lot with That's guys. That's a very good question. Is, is that... he hot? Is he actually Is he just hot? tall? Doc, do me a favor. Yeah. Can I answer this one? Sure. Listen, there's a spectrum of beauty that exists, and there's non-traditional and traditional. But to put any one person in a box like that and presume it would, frankly, it would do a discredit to them, and it would do a discredit to you, because you shouldn't expect me to presume who you are and what you find attractive in a person other than the fact that you find them attractive because they suit you. Anyway, uh, Hannah, what was your question from earlier? Um, it was, how did the cast come to be mm. what it is? Okay. This Who is started a... it? Where did it go? How, where did we come from? Where did we go? Well, that's a, that's a Doc background background question. So, Doc, you start and then you tell me when you want me to keep it. Oh, no, I'm saying, like, OG. Frozen dragons. Oh. Like, we got a while ago. Oh. Yeah. Original? Yeah. A bunch of idiots sitting around playing D&D. Uh, we were... What were we watching? We were watching something. By the way, Frozen Dragons is pre-critical role. It's a while. So we were, si we were sitting around and I, something came up. Somebody thought they were funny and did a D&D thing, and they weren't, according to me. And... Which means that they might have been funny to other people. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're funnier than that. You guys want to do something? And they were like, we don't care. We have this time. And I was like, cool. So we started recording it and making a podcast. Because at the time, I didn't know enough about it. Trust me, streaming back then was harder than it is today. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew enough about audio pods and digital and recording that all I needed to do is put everybody in the same room. And I did. It was my kitchen table in Antioch, Illinois. And we recorded and put out a podcast. And that, my wonderful, beautiful group of idiots got to a point where we had 250,000 downloads an episode. And, and then, God, it wasn't that long ago. It was like five years ago. Five years ago, I pulled the plug on Bros Dragons because each of those episodes took me 20 hours to edit. Because there's a huge difference between the, oh, man, it takes me a lot of time to edit, to clean up gaps of silence and if somebody's clicking and, you know, things like that versus adding sound effects and music and everything that went into, like, a full-fledged production that Doc oh. And spoiler alert, episode 6 is going to be edited. I don't know if I'm putting sound in it. But I have a question for you, Mike. I'm I'm on six hours of editing right now. What does it usually take you to get through two-thirds or two hours? I'm hour? you, random citizen. I will tell you this. Uh, it usually takes me about twice as long of the episode to get it down to where it is just a clean cut. Without right, me doing I, with with well, I guess with the the adding the intro music, adding an ad break, hmm? and a post with the with the uh, the outtakes at the end, the entire thing usually takes me about twice as long as the actual finished episode takes. That's pretty quick. I I in six hours I've got completed twenty nine minutes, and your guys is two hours. Yes, and more importantly, this is like this is the first real combat episode that we've done. And it was almost like two thirds combat. Uh -huh. 
Is that easier or harder? I'm bringing it up because I just want to bring in perspective. When I say 20 hours, mm -hmm. I don't mean like, hey, a brand new editor, it would take 20 hours. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I have 29 minutes of final cut done. I got an hour left of the episode to go through. Yeah. And I'm six hours deep into a three hour thing, which is, that's pretty good. Which honestly is part of the reason why it, it had to hit a, it had to hit a pause for a long time. Yeah. You know? Um, well, yeah. But, but to, to keep going, I was like, uh, I can't remember how long ago we were talking about, I'm sick and tired of single streamers not making it who are absolutely charismatic, should be watched, wonderful people, and YouTubers. And I wanted something, I, I think I was talking to you one day about it, and I was just like, I, I want to get involved with something I want to bring, because that's what I wanted Bros and Dragons Incorporated to be. Mm -hmm. The podcast was always going to be free. That was my thing. I didn't want to get paid. It would never have a sponsor, even though it had sponsors. Right. Um, I didn't want the sponsor, so we set it up where they did stuff for charities instead. I got zero of the dollars. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do this because my dream, and I have TikToks about my dream, and I'm not lying. They're off the cuff. Where I want to build a company that that's a media corporation that's not in it for themselves. And and I will say, I've explained it to people as, I want to create Geek & Sundry what Geek & Sundry should have been. So Geek & Sundry has a bunch of people that work for Geek & Sundry making shows. I don't want that. I wanted a, I want to get a big fan base so that we can promote people who deserve to be in the spotlight, that we go find because we're looking around or we find the artists or whatever it is. And you were like, hey, I love that idea. I got this LLC. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I told you at the time what I do normally when I get in involved with productions because I refuse to have my name on anything, but I help out with a, quite a bit of, of things that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, but you were like, no, we'll do this, but you're going to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so NerdWorks Media was born. And then... I was like, well, I have doc talks, but we need to get other things out there to build the community. And we had a short, I don't know who brought it up, but one of, we had a short conversation of restarting a podcast to continue the story. Yeah. And we tried once, it was read again, but we didn't vet the people and there was just a lot of stuff that happened. And it's not something, it was something that could have been avoided in conversation, but not something that could be avoided like when you start a podcast, when you're just like, hey, you want to be in a podcast? And so, as you two know, it was a little bit more concerned when we had the thing. I was like, okay, how's our emotional stability? Like, this is going to happen. I need you to be able to work through Like, yeah. it was a lot deeper when we talked. Uh, but then when I pitched putting it out there, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. Because the climate, community climate today is different than the community climate when we started. Sure. And everything is, there's no joking anymore. It's cancel culture all over the place. I was like, I don't want to get into that rip again. I already had um, one of my old players, Mike, not you, Mike, but my original Mike, uh, is a gay man. And I had to defend him a lot. And I didn't mind it because that's the kind of troll I am. I don't mind it. But it was like, oh, well, you're a white man. You shouldn't be talking on his defense. And I don't want to go through that again. 
And so I was like, I don't know if I want to. So we went back and forth. I was on TikTok and I can't, I think it was, I was watching, I want to say it was Lissa's TikTok. And I said, hey, Mike, I'm all in for Bros and Dragons if you can get Lissa on there. And I remember his exact words were done. And then two days later, he's like, she said yes. (laughs) And I was like, cool. I saw this other person, Hannah, I really want her on too. And we had so, like it was a hundred submissions. It we had we had a lot. Um it was one of those things where when we put it out there, it's like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna cause all all you're you're right, you know, we, we should have I love you, like, random citizen. Man, Osrish Spud. That's a good name. Thank you for following, friend. Um so well, that really is we tried it once and the people that we brought in are awesome people. I still talk to them pretty regularly. The problem was, is that we kind of talked about what we wanted to do. And I think the issue was, is that we said we wanted to make you know, we wanted to laugh and stuff like that, but we wanted to make like a story that was going to hit emotionally a lot. And there was a lot of excitement for doing a project together, which meant that, there was a lot of yes, just like, whatever, let's just do it. This is awesome. And then we get to that point and it's like, oh, maybe this wasn't the right thing. And I get that. And, you know, that, that happens to everybody, right? Which is why, yeah, like there was a whole lot. And even to this day, I have a, I have a list on a rotation to call or DM you guys directly, individually, on a rotation to be like, hey, checking in. How's everything going? And I don't ask you the day that we record. I don't ask you the next day. I like to wait a little bit longer if I can help it. And just be like, hey, I just want to see where you're at. I just want to see how things are going. And it's actually led to good stuff, like tangible things that we've changed into the podcast. Because I don't want to put anybody on any kind of blat. I don't want to, you know, it's we're friends and we can talk to each other. But at the same time, it's hard to ask for things like that. Um, so, yeah, the idea of doing this kind of um so what happened originally was we were talking about it and it was like okay we're gonna bring people in we're gonna vet them not because we're worried about the getting the right kind of people we're gonna get the right kind of people because we're gonna also do some session zeros Five of them was a lot, but here we are. Um, and then also making sure it's like, hey, we want to make sure that this is exactly what we all want it to be instead of here's the image that we have in our head come with us. So when we were going into it, I think I got, I think I got Lissa right off the bat. Yeah. We- Lissa was like a seventh podcast? Sure, sign me yeah. up. I got that day free. Yeah. I think it literally came down to what day is it? Because I'm doing a lot of things, but it's like a Monday night, and he's like, "That's one of the ones I'm free." Okay. Um, Yeah, that actually works for me. And I, I, I talked, and I talked to Doc after, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna Geek Girl Lissa is gonna be one of them." And and Doc's like, "Cool. All right, so that's one. I want at least one more, maybe two, but definitely one." I was like, "All right." And then I think it was like an hour after that that you said, hey, if you get Hannah, we're good to go. 
I was like, all right. <laughs> and I messaged Hannah. And Hannah, Hannah wasn't even a conversation, I don't think. It was more of like a, hey, I think we're going to do this podcast. Uh, do you want to be a player in a podcast? I think I literally just said the words, do you want to be a player on a podcast because you do voice recording and you wouldn't have to DM it? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And, and then like the yeah. next day asked me what day it was. So, so all the cards on the table because i was scooting over it to come back to it was yeah. it, it, this i want to be 100 percent. it almost didn't happen for sure and it's because the way the original kickoff dismantled mm-hmm. uh time energy and you guys know you guys at least on the podcast know like my job is demanding. The extra stuff I do for NerdWorks is demanding. I am also a homeowner, a father, a wife. I, a wife. I have a ton of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I clean the house. What? I know my place. Stop oh my it. God. And and uh, I I I was like I can't. I told Mike I don't think I could do it again. I really want to. I want to because my creative, uh, everything was turning. I want to finish the story that I started. This whole land that created, it started in one town. We can talk about that in a second, but like, I need closure. And I don't know what to do about it. And so we went back and forth for a while. And uh, when we did session zero, the original talking after we got together, before we started playing, Right afterwards, I, I turned to Mike, and I want to say cards on the table, and you don't know this yet, Lisa, Lisa but I'm going to push myself out there. I was like, I don't know. I think she has too much on her plate, and I don't want to take her away from it. And, like, what happens if something else blows up because she's really in a good position to blow up, and we lose her? Like, it just dismantles, and I don't know what to do, blah, blah. Mike was like, and you're not editing. I'm like, Mike, I got to... I got to think this through, like, and it's how my brain works because of my job. What is the, the, what's the best I could do now? What's the possibilities in the future? And I was like, and, and it was honestly my biggest concern was one of the projects, because Liz is like me, she's got her fingers and everything, but if one of them takes off, was my concern. And so we were talking and I was like, you know what? No, I, we played that first game and I remember getting off, turning to Mike and saying, this is the crew. I'm willing to roll the dice. I didn't even have a conversation that I was planning to roll. You guys meld too good together that I don't have to do a lot of storytelling because you guys do the storytelling. This is perfect for a story podcast, which is how we got where we are today. To do with the experience we've all brought to the table too. I think so. I think I've never played D and D in my life right. before this. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll I don't know how much D&D we play. Like, we, we play a whole lot of every once in a while roll a die and, and see if you're good at it or not. But that's like every game. I think the amount of Dungeons & Dragons we play versus the amount of, I want to go to sleep, but before I go to sleep, I want to press this weird ball and see what happens. <laughs> oh, I made a unicorn. That's cool. Like, that's that's the kind of game that we play, which I guess is Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know. Hey, Tayson. Uh, Tayson, I can turn into animals. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, I know. What is that? That freaked me out. Then I'm like, I wonder if she's ever going to do this wild shape thing that she can do as a druid. But no. It makes it makes me thrilled. I like, I love the theme and the idea of like reluctant druid. Because druids are always like this, like even the most like 
chaotic versions are always this like very devoted to their craft type of person and and you're like i mean i guess i could but like you've whatever. never seen me know. play a druid have you? i guess not <laughs> i mean i've only played i've only played a druid one time and i made him a monk who just happened to be able to make a fire dog like that was well, it the, yeah and i was his brother yeah. uh, you guys you guys know because after session one i was like let's go live I, I was like in our green room like let's do this let's start recording and then mike was like i got a family emergency and because of that family emergency is why we have five session zeros instead of one session zero. <laughs> because it was supposed to be a session zero and then a second pre just to get you guys to the point where you were about to go. Yep. Which I think helped the story because we have so many vacation days, um, you know, bar hopping of you guys. Yeah. So it's like, it's not that thing where we have to be disingenuous about like, being friends and developing on stream out of nothing because like we actually have some background which is again it's kind of nice i i i sometimes don't love that but i think we vibed well enough off of like literally like 12 minutes into the first episode where it's like oh okay this is where you know and even to this day when when i said like you know hey our theme is like we're gonna do a storytelling story centric there's gonna be powerful moments we're gonna laugh a little bit there's gonna be it's, it's a story thing we're not a comedy podcast but we are a lot more funny than i was planning on being you know what i mean like like we are a lot more intent on being fun and funny and making sure that we're airing ourselves out and everything like that yes exactly you, you two different types of physical humor in like four seconds um, it's, it's been much more of like a, a nice balance as opposed to every once in a while, a moment of levity. And I, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm really happy about it. And, but that's how, that's how bros and dragons season three was born. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert and hint for you guys, we have talked to other people about being the fourth on the podcast and they're not here. So just remember that. It's been a conversation. I I fought them in the Waffle Hut parking lot and they didn't make yeah. it, so there was that. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it wasn't until after we, we told Hannah, it's like, no, they're they're not they're not fighting it's not a King of the Hill thing. It's not them fighting for one of our spots. It's just them joining in. She's like, Good. I didn't care. Good. No, she still no. doesn't care. Yeah. Good. I'll fight anyone. She's gonna use the spice whack on their ass. The spice yeah. whack. <laughs> Oh, I've decided if anybody, like the very first person to make fan art of Stroop Waffle is going to get like a special care package Stroop Waffle themed mm -hmm. um, from me because I think fan art is so cool. It, it <laughs> so. Is, it's just waffles. That's it. It's, 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 just, it's single it's eggos. Just, <laughs> but, but no, it, it, it can't be that. It can't be something pre-made. It's uh, got to be something I'll make made. Waffles. Yeah. Wait, what, what was that, Lisa? I was going to say, not going to lie, getting fan art is like one of the best parts of being a content creator mm -hmm. it's so fun i've had multiple people give me fan art uh i've got one of keela chandra well dark keela i've got three of samyaza um and uh one of sorry excuse me no four because uh samyaza also got included in um cammy shelley's uh 
like her favorite content creator she did like a, a full-on picture of all of us together it oh, was dope. oh my god like mm-hmm. it was badass amazing and if you're following geek girlis on tiktok while you're on there just search i am dm doc throw me out <laughs> yes everyone follow these wonderful creators <laughs> don't follow me don't not this week <laughs> I'm about to lose a bunch of followers here soon because I'm going to post something that not everybody's going to like. So, uh, right, stay. Get you followers. What are you talking about? Yeah, you can we? Lisa commented on the one I just did. I was just trying to be funny and serious. Like, I was doing a serious thing that was not serious about reading signs and books and stuff. And I know she knows I was joking because there's too many damn smiley faces in there. Yeah. I can't. I. It, I posted that yesterday. I'm over 1,500 views already. I <laughs> because people by commenting. People are like, it's a joke, and somebody actually posted the Webster's Dictionary link to the to the joke. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Did this what causes Doc to blow up? <laughs> I feel like once every like six weeks or so doc and i have a conversation about whether he's not whether or not he counts as a troll it's like he likes trolling no. he's not a troll and it's like, i am a troll no no because here's no, the thing. no 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 you're not a troll you don't Low exist to troll. troll you don't exist <laughs> to troll it's this nice hobby that you engage in every once in a while but i don't think you realize that you're doing it as hard as you are sometimes and then other times i can't take it seriously when you're talking to me or not because i'm like i don't know if he's trolling or not because right now, I'm, just, I'm just reading this through a Twitch chat, which means there's no context. And I know for a fact, if I was on the phone or if I was talking to him and I saw his face, I'd know exactly. And I'm assuming I, I'm, he's not. But that's I'm the anti-troll. I'm the content troll. Yeah. So I do have a question, though. So I know for a fact that how Lissa's character came about was she was like, hey, I have a perfect character for this. I played in another campaign. No, no, no. And no, I was no. like. So you guys have not heard the story of Montera. Okay. So I was on a one-shot firing range Hold on, to it, Hold on, uh, to on it. Radio Free Will's channel, and we were playing a one-page TTRPG called "You Know What You Did: Run, Nun, Run." And I ended up creating this, uh, oh, Bayonetta-esque nun. Sure. <laughs> who basically had like the sketchy background and so like under her uh her her modest attire she had like fishnets and like actual uh stiletto heels that the mm-hmm. stilettos are actually stilettos so she was able to like cut herself out of the fucking car when it like flipped over because reasons because sure um like Montera is a joke character. Not Marinda, Not on the other hand. It's Marinda, on the other hand. Well, no, and but like I was saying, when we, I just said start thinking of characters. You were like, cleric road mismatch. I love it. Uh, everybody love it. We're gonna play it. I got, I got voices already set up. <laughs> I was like, okay. So all I have to do for uh, uh, geek girl is. Sit down with her and make it a character. We just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then I love H- Hannah was just like, I don't know, druid something with food. 
I was so hungry. <laughs> kind of D and D players. I don't know what do you suggest. And I've already got a character sheet. Let's make it work. But well, I was just about to ask. What I don't remember is how Taysan came about, and I was oh. going to ask Mike about that. Yeah. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but it was a long time ago. Uh, I played. I made this character for an at-home campaign when I was living in Missouri. That was supposed to be, like, a three-episode thing. And then it turned into, like, a few months. Like, it was a decent amount of time. And the entire premise was... Taysan, I'm pretty sure, is the first... Oh! Oh! I turned my camera off for a reason. You're good. I was just... <laughs> we We moved? We're fine? No, I don't know which way I'm pointing! But, oh my god! Yeah. Ah! Um, we're fine. Um, Taysan is my first character with an actual bad backstory. Like, I, I kind of did this thing where I was like, why does everybody... Like, Dungeons & Dragons is fun, and it's cool to have cool story elements, but why does everybody always make sad people all the time? I don't like it. Everybody's always so sad. And then it almost sounds like... like I've been at a table or two where it was like this almost like competition about who was the most depressing kind of thing. The sad, the, the sad the offs. Sad offs. And I was like, no, Aww. you know what? Screw this. My favorite character of all time before Taysan was a half elf bard named Jethro, whose entire thing. Oh, man. Hello? Oh, well, Han Hannah has replaced me as the swirling dots person, but that's okay. You'll be back soon. Uh, Keep... I don't know what happened. It's all right. I can still hear you. Look, now you're okay. back. You're a frozen person, but you're back. Um, that I, I made a half-elf bard named Jethro, whose entire thing was he decided to go off and be an adventurer because he got bored. Because he realized, I can sing and then magical stuff happens. Why <laughs> would I not go do stuff with this? That was the entire premise of the character. Ask me if Jethro had parents. I don't know. Wasn't relevant. I was like, gonna say. I, I know for a fact that a lot of Jethro's character development is not created. <laughs> like it's just sitting there. It's like no. It and that is the character that I've played the most. I have the most stories about and most like actual context. Jethro became a land baron and a council member of a city and and like helped invent. Uh, like, they helped invent pod racing, essentially, in one campaign. And I was just sitting there, it's like, yeah. Why? Because magic exists. Why is anybody but, not doing this? Hey, son. Yeah. So, was he different than he is now? Obviously, a lot of stuff, because when you were the only person who made a half-elf, I was like, nope, that's it, you're the only half-elf. The premise... The premise of the character creation was the same. It was the same thing where it was a really troubled school. It was the same premise of how he got his magic as far as the story that I've exchanged with you. Mm -hmm. um, in the home campaign, I didn't give him the, like, ignorance and naivety. Naivete? Naive, I, don't, I still can't say that word. I didn't make him naive like he is. Like, I didn't make him, like, this clearly PTSD character that doesn't realize that they're PTSD. He just knew that his life sucked. And now I was like, you know what? I think it would be more interesting. And I think there would be more 
development off of it as far as you know what all of this terrible stuff happened he hates being him but he just thinks this is the way the world works and it's been ironically i didn't think it was going to be as funny as it's been but it's absolutely been funny but I know there's been a couple of moments where I've made all three people on the screen at the same time besides myself go, oh no, and sad. <laughs> like, Doc's usual reaction is, <laughs> and holding it back. But I see it in his eyes. He's like, that is the saddest dang thing I've heard since last week. That's, all right, fair enough. That's, that's not what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. You're, you're saying, the, oh, let me add that to the list. So we talked about it and I created this different sorcerer type. Mm -hmm. Were you excited when I brought that to you or were you like, man, it's a new thing. Let me try. Was I excited as one that you said, <laughs> here's a thing that you've never done. Would you like to play as a character, a sorcerer for fun? My answer is yes. I was excited. I'd go as far to say I was delighted. I have a whole lot of regrets. But this is the biggest one yet. Hannah, do you have a question? <laughs> that is a shaking of the head. Two Pass. minutes and 15 <laughs> seconds of this. I'm dead. Wednesday after this, we have to have a talk. <laughs> but if it means anything, I'll have a much meaner conversation with Doc. I saw the chat. You are a twat. <laughs> but that's okay. All this and that. I'm, I'm turning it off right now. <laughs> oh, you already did. <laughs> Wednesday is my favorite person. <laughs> Wednesday's the best. But I digress. I was super excited for this new sorcerer test. I don't know the tatle, table, but if I'm able, I'm hoping that we'll discover it yet. Oh. I, did, I did not like that time that you made Mike strike lightning into his real good friend, but that was different. Oh. I don't blame you. I do blame the schools of magic and what comes through. Did you hear that, Hannah? You made me do it, but I don't blame you. That's what he said. Made him do what? No, me. Oh, yeah, you made him do it for sure. I, I did not. That sounds like two to one. This conversation's done. I think it has <laughs> been very fun. I am so impressed with Mike right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, there's like 30 seconds. Gil, go! There's 48. Keep going. And let me state, this time in song is going wrong. A-A-B-B-A-B-C-C My rhyme scheme is a little wrong. But that's okay, because we're doing our best. And that's when it's the sing-song test. I've used test too much. I'm very tired. 
Nine hours of stream is not to be desired. Eight more seconds. Just realize this is going on a recording of something else that I'll have to listen to. I am through. How do you do? Yeah. I hate Thank this. you, Wednesday. I hate this. I'm, I'm taking everybody off so I can see this and just... I hate this. <laughs> Alright. We're all back on the screen again. Now I gotta get rid of bard mode again. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. It was no, good time Wednesday, anyway. Wednesday, you absolutely do, didn't do anything wrong. Do not be sorry. That was great. This is something yeah. I knew was was a good chance that it was going to happen. And you did the nice thing where you asked. And then I saw it, and I saw Doc looking down, and I'm like, I, I can't beat him to it. All right, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw you looking down. I'm like, I know he's typing right now. I know that's all that matters. I have to I have to edit that. Do you know yeah, what it, kind it, of... Do you know what it needs to stay in. Do you know it what kind to. of hell I'm in? No. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay. It's also one of my own making, which is why it's so bad. But, you know, whatever. Um, okay. So you were excited to play it when I, I put it to you. Yeah. Did you not get that? I got that. I just, I'm translating the rest of it. <laughs> um, no, because here's the thing. When we were talking about it, like, we made a wild magic sorcerer. And you keep saying, like, oh, it's kind of like a homebrew thing. And as far as I know, it's not. Because I'm uh, I'm still a wild magic sorcerer. Like, all of the abilities that I have, everything that I do. I made a wild magic sorcerer with sleep scariness. Whose entire thing, you have nightmares, great. Roll a wisdom save. The number went up. I wasn't aware of that. Because story. And it makes sense. I got no problem with it. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, great. I got a 13. That's going to fail. Are you sure? <laughs> You're like, yeah. It was like, the number went up, and you just went, huh? Cool. All right. Uh, but that was that was the only difference that I knew of. And then it was, hey, I'm going to make a new wild magic table for you. I was like, okay. Do you want me to know it and write it down, or are you just going to tell me what happens? You're like, no, I'm just going to tell you. Cool. All right. I guess that is what it is. So... I don't know. I don't know if I ever do... Like, I know I have different kinds of magic, and... I basically combine opposing magics every once in a while, which is neat and terrible. Because I'm pretty sure we decided that the one thing that was going to be a detriment for every one of them was it was going to put me in real immediate danger. Um, one round. Sure. I'm also unless, very, I'm a squishy unless boy. It's, unless it's concentration, then it's until it ends. Right, then it's until it ends. I, I, I came to the conclusion very quickly... Oh that this was going to be a campaign where the character that I made, I made a sad boy. And I made him a sad, magic, squishy boy. So the character is either going to die real, real early or is going to be should have been dead so many times that the idea of like, hey, you know what? Let's make one more thing that just makes him a little more volatile and dangerous to himself it's just a cool thing to lean into and woof it has been uh it's been a journey you uh, okay here's the secret why you can't have the magic wild magic table it's not a secret it's just it's a rotating wild magic so every time you roll a number i change it 
Okay. So even if you were to roll the same number twice, it would never be the same thing. Oh, that's fine. I got I got no I got no problem with that. <gasps> oh look, Hannah the DM is in our chat. Wednesday, give her a shout out. <laughs> she won't hear it though. She won't even know the why. I don't know <laughs> what was happening. I just Osrish, I, yeah. Osrish, Osrish. I like Osrish a lot. I keep trying it to is. say ostrich. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud because I had seen that username before and I was like, where do I know that from? And they follow me on Instagram. So, Hey, well, thanks I, for bringing them in. I contributed in some did. way. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, right. Yeah, I'm still working this. on that. If I spend six hours a week editing out your rat from making noise in the background, you They're are gone. contributing. I didn't. I didn't Hannah hear Rudolph. it. I, 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 we, we broke Hannah. I, I see that. I didn't. I didn't even hear it until I like. I'm like, I got to get these closer together, so I have plugins that I use. And I was like, I'm going to plug this in and jack the sound up, and I can hear, you know, people. I, I can hear when you scratch your skin. It sounds. Like, and I'm sitting there. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And so I, I had to tone it down a little bit off of this skin scratching so don't worry about that but then like i'm listening to the recording and i'm like who why does it sound like my dogs need their nails cut yeah you'll 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 remember last week when i said hey how long would it take for you to move the rats and would it take less than the amount of time that i'm willing to edit out and not have you on the stream because the answer is yes if it's 40 minutes of movement at that point, it's a conversation, but it's a conversation. I'm still voting yes, please get them to where this is gonna be okay. But that's okay. We like it's the first it's the first starting bits. All of it was bad. I I've discovered that I need to spend like a decent amount of money on a standing desk, just because. Especially today, I'm antsy. I'm moving really, around to my desk. I I can't, I can't do it. And you should have had it before you started this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, some of us prepared this week, Mike. Oh. <laughs> some of us, uh, some of us rearranged our entire households for this, mm-hmm. and have a living room for a bedroom and a bedroom for a living room. <laughs> I mean, you know, takes all kinds, I guess. Yeah, I can make snacks so much faster. Like my kitchen is right next to my bed. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the second half of that. Like, hold on, help me out. <laughs> So Hannah, what, what's the question you have? Mm-hmm. I've already asked so many questions. Um, well, I would ask Lissa, but she's muted, and I'm assuming that uh, Marinda went to the bathroom. Yeah, listen, I was yeah. I was super excited to make you host this, and and on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> what pressure are you doing with? You're literally having a conversation with us. You don't have to read the chat. I'll read it to you. Somebody clip this. <laughs> This is my normal life. Um, uh, let's see. Um, what what questions do I have? Um, why are there two moons? Are, is there twice as many waves in the ocean? So, I'll answer the second one first. It's no. That was the easiest oh, one. Damn. Uh, there's two moons because there's only actually one moon. Oh, okay. Dayton... Dayton is immortal before anybody at this time could remember, even Xandro. 
uh, who was being ascended to godhood and one of the gods didn't want them to be and now they are trapped in their ascension. Now I want to go rescue a guy in the moon, so here we are. <laughs> well, you do, but Stroop doesn't know. So Stroop doesn't good. know that, yeah. But Hannah wants to go rescue people from the moon. That's where my. That's what I'm gonna dream about tonight. Um, does anybody else have uh, dreams about what we play about, or is it just me? I wish. <laughs> Wait. Do you know how cool it would be to see in color? That would be a new change for me. I'd be so thrilled. He's <laughs> so happy. Just color. <laughs> I just wake up. <laughs> how, how do you? How do you know you don't dream in color? Because it looks the same as it does when I'm normally, like here. Wait. Okay. Because <laughs> because it's not cool. different. What do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. I had my dad send me a lavender candle about that time that everything candle? happened with Tayson. Tayson flavored candle. Yep. Got to get in the got to get in the right rhythm for it. There is absolutely. I I couldn't decide how much of it was like. Hannah playing into the character and how much of it was Hannah. There's absolutely like a good episode or two where your like energy level in a good way is like uh, I, I don't know. You are like seventy percent of your normal operating speed. <laughs> I'm just kind of like I think this is a good yeah. because you you're, you do you normally within like ten minutes of me noticing that and we just going yeah. is she tired? It's usually <laughs> I was really so tired after that that it's like. You mentioned the lavender anyway. It's like, all right, I, I, I can't falter. Even if I was like, Hannah, wake up. No, Hannah, don't wake up. You're, you're just role-playing right now. Damn, okay. Uh, sometimes I role-play so hard, I don't even know I'm role-playing. So, that's that on that. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, uh, here's a good that's character. Because that's a good quote for the internet. Sometimes <laughs> I role-play so hard, I don't even know I'm role-playing. Right, someone put that on a mug and it'll be in our merch store. <laughs> no, nope. the first thing that's going in the merch store is what? Waffle Hut. Um, or no, is it this? <laughs> no, it's a t-shirt that says, that says what? Long live the Waffle Hut. Long live the Waffle, the waffle Hut. hut. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I do. Sorry, I had to get up because I, I, I said the dang word. Anyway, um, he, he, he hit Aww. himself with the swear jar. Oh, no. Um, I do want to say, as much as I want to get the shirts that just say, Long Live the Waffle Hut, I would be really interested in getting letter, like, like nice formal printed letters that, that at the bottom is like, sincerely, blank for your name, Long Live the Waffle Hut. Like, it's a company title. You want me to put that on the NerdWorks letterhead? I could do that. <laughs> yes. You know, with, Sorry, with, with other with other forms and, and things like that, as, you know, profoundly professional that we have, can I has the money? Yes, no, maybe. Check no, it off. He's, he's not kidding. That's exactly what our, our uh, I can't remember what they're called. Requisition the form. But... Requisition form. It literally says, can I has money? Yes or no? We're waiting for the maybe yeah. to be added. Yep. Oh no! It was a good day. That was a good day. It's a, it's still a good day. Cody? I filled them up twice just because they're awesome. Cody Cody's a good CFO. He doesn't know he's the CFO as much as I keep telling him that. He's like, ah, he's the CFO. But 
not cut Hannah off for the quote. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good. Not even a, not even a clue. Oh, um, so I am pretty like Stroop and I are, are pretty similar. Um, I was just curious as to how um, uh, Tayson and Miranda relate to uh, Lissa and Mike. Like, oh, so Mike, how how much is Tayson actually like you right. for the viewers? The viewers right. want to know. Well, I mean, if they haven't picked up on. I, no, I, I definitely grew up in a deeply troubled childhood uh, without any parents. Uh, also, at about the age of 23, discovered that I was I was actually created in some kind of magical lab. To your mom and your dad. Um, my dad, uh, my adopted dad, I apologize, uh, did send me on a quest at one point. And it's why I live in California now. I'm still searching. Right. Um, no. The girlfriend I, quest. Yes. No, I've got that. Feral's awesome. Very happy. Yes, Feral's amazing. Um, but uh, no, uh, I am. I am okay. So Tayson is very socially awkward. Doesn't like talking to people. Very much a people pleaser. Overly polite lacks any kind of confidence unless it's in like fighting because it's the one thing he's trained in like he, he's bad at magic as far as he's concerned he's terrible at magic he's just good at fighting and magic happens to be part of the fighting I love talking to people love love interacting with people so much that I now have a pretty much like part-time to full-time side job where i try to get validation from the internet for me being a funny and good person so like exposing this to the world for more interaction when i don't get enough um i i have far too much confidence for somebody of my skills and capabilities but also the puppers can come on the stream. It's okay. Uh, they should not. They're being a little extra, real extra right now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very... I, I do have the same confidence issues where it's like, every once in a while, I'm like in the, I can't get anything right. I can't do anything right. But I think that's just people. And I just play mm -hmm. into that all the time as Tayson. That makes sense. No, I'm very, very... No. We don't have a lot in common. <laughs> Okay, okay, you guys want to be up here? Come on. And you are you are fairly stroopy. We got that. I'm so stroopy. You're so stroopy. Stroop and a half? A stroop and a half, really, yeah. Um, very uh, waffle. <laughs> very very so, waffle-esque. Yeah. So that would be three foot... No, four foot three? Uh, two foot nine? But a, a stroop yeah. and a half. Oh, a half. Half. yeah, so you're a right. Foot and a, a foot and four and a half inches on top of that. <laughs> yeah, mostly just um, I yell at people sometimes. <laughs> oh, you hey. seem oh, God. like okay. I'm gonna Sorry. I'm gonna make a comparison that might get me in trouble. Oh uh -oh. God. <laughs> okay. I think uh, the 
comments, the comments that you're about to hear have nothing to do with NerdWorks Media or any of the people related to. It is the sole opinion of Mike Almond. Don't dox me and give people my full name. I don't need that. They can search yeah. me now. Because, yeah, it's on our website. You've been doxing me this entire time? No. Um, anyway. <laughs> when I think of stream, there's a bunch of other places I could go, a bunch of different combinations. The ones that's easiest to me, okay? I like to think of half-size, cool version of Marge Simpson. Yeah, okay. I like that. Okay. I like that comparison so much. Okay, I was just sitting here and it's like, okay, very much like a, well, why are you doing that, dummy? <laughs> like, very much like den mother, take care of everything, does the like, uh, okay, fine. And it's like, all right, cool. I'm glad that that worked out. Because that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of where I've put Stroop in my head as far as like, okay. I'm going to do something that might make them mad and might not. Would this make cool Marge Simpson mad? Let's go. Cool Marge Simpson. God. Marge uh, Simpson is cool. Yeah, but she's also like kind of a, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's cool. She is cool. But Marge Simpson is like, okay. She has sponsorabilities. Oh yeah, we've had the adulting talk before. I want to, I want to sure. say that yeah, like Marge Simpson. Like, how about untethered Marge Simpson? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can feel that. Okay, one. I'm good with that. And unfortunately, your <laughs> your destiny, your destiny of being a guardian is you having all of these dang kids and this yeah. dumb husband. It's like I don't want that. I want to do this. <laughs> Oh, well. be cool, Mom. I guess we'll see. <laughs> what? Can you please go lay down? Go Lissa, are, are, Lissa, are you back and you're muted and don't know you're muted and have been talking this whole time? I, I think uh, we're we're close to uh, taking care of Opa time, or at least yeah. well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. Um, Okay, then cool. I'm going to kick it off with what is your guys's in the actual podcast one through what is it now seven? Uh, well, we've recorded up to eight, I think. Yeah, I think this this would have been eight. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Anyways, one through seven. So not, I Hannah. I'm sorry, I had to take the Feywild off. What is your favorite moment of our recorded session so it's, far? It's such an easy answer for me, and it's so selfish. So go ahead, Hannah. Uh, first. No, you go first because I gotta think of one. Okay, it's the spice whack. I've never been more proud of something so dumb in my life. That was good. It's like, okay, great. This is an awesome item. It has to have a name, and it's like, oh, you whack people with this. Yes, yes. In my head, if you go back and watch, because I have. If you go back and watch, my eyes light up about a quarter of a second before my mouth starts moving. Because as soon as I get the thought, I'm no longer processing anything of what I'm saying. I'm just like, ah! I was so happy. Um, Spice Whack was a good name. Spice Whack was fantastic. Spice Whack made me very happy. 
Uh, I'll think of a real answer, but just know that that's the actual answer. <laughs> um, you got one, Hannah? I'm sure I do, but my notes are in the other room. Sure. Um, uh, gosh. By its very definition, your favorite thing should not need notes. Yeah, but I don't have a good memory, so I always write down the things I think are really funny. Um, my is notes are... Why, is that why we have did not dungeon and or dragon? Or... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'll, um, I'll, give, uh, I'll give you a little bit more time if you're still searching. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. I think I think my actual like in the game thing that was my favorite. It was probably the conversation with Bavin Tugif. Okay. Just because mm -hmm. it was like, ooh, let's make this real, because this is context that nobody has. Like this is an actual comparison, and then being able to play that off of you, who has all of this information and got to see everything, and make you be like, no, what are you talking? No, that was terrible. It's like, no, it's fine. And getting to play that off, that was fun. That was fun. It, it, ask me again in 10 episodes, and it'll probably be last episode where I got to... Well, it's a great answer because I think that both uh, Miranda slash Montera and Stroop, like, have a feeling that they really understand or have a grasp on Taysan and really know nothing. And I think that came out when you guys were talking to Zandro. Mm-hmm really well it was like uh no taste no no it, it's fine or even uh what was the one oh yeah if we die it's good yeah that conversation yeah yeah it's good. like i don't have to worry about it because i i want I, there's no consequences I, i'm not gonna lie that that this is gonna be this is the saddest thing i'm gonna say in probably mm -hmm. a month or two um that is the closest thing that i have in common to taste on oh. where it's like hey if i die that'll suck but I'll also be gone. So, like, not going to suck for long. You know what I mean? At that point, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I have so many regrets about dying. I'm dead. It's over. You know? Right. I have a secret fantasy. I want to give you guys way more dreams just because you think everything in your dreams is actually either what happened or it gave you information. Nope. Like, I just be over here like, what, what, what's a good dream? Nope. Oh, I got it. You know, you know why I'm thrilled? I'm immune to that because I made a character oh. that has nightmares on a regular basis. <laughs> That's so true. I do not take, so I was just like, no, I'm, I'm, if I get context through a dreamer, it's like, Hey, remember that time that you went with Martin and you figured out like how to forge for food and not like you're, you're, you're not having dreams at that point. You're having like memories that just happen to be a little wibbly wobbly. Mm. I can do that. But, like, as far as giving me, like, some kind of omen, Taysan's not a chosen one. He doesn't have any damn omens. At least, at least I don't care. And I don't think he cares. So it's like, oh, yeah, I had this weird dream. Everything was the worst. You know, like like real life. Everything's the worst. Okay. Um, can I have some broth and then we can go? Excuse me. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Unless you're Taysan. In which case, everything is awesome except for me. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do my best. Now we're now we're peanut dancing. Yeah. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Uh, I really I, gave you guys free reign, and this is this is the depthness of the of the of yeah. the things I'm getting. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, right. Hannah. Tell me your favorite moment. Uh, definitely. I think. Can you please stop talking? Um, sorry. No, <laughs> Drogo has decided he wants to talk for a little bit. Um, uh, definitely the conversation that. Sorry. Hold on. 
I know most of the time when I talk to my dog in a funny voice, it usually leaves without giving me any kind of issues anymore because it doesn't think I'm playing or anything. Yeah, definitely. Drogo doesn't play. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, He he did leave the room. (laughs) Um, uh, The conversation that Stroop had with her younger brother, Chip, when she was getting ready to leave, that was was good. I liked that a lot. Uh, Something that you may think that I like, but I don't actually like, is the the balls the balls of friend um in the bag um <laughs> you don't like fred jr no i i shroop loves them shroops loves them hannah is scared they're gonna die or get taken away and i have to defend them to the to the unaliveness um yeah <laughs> shroop loves them shroop fantastic please more fuzzy balls hannah is like Please kill them sooner rather than later so I don't have to deal with that later. I mean, you could just not. It's okay. That's why I sometimes don't open Fred Jr. (laughs) I just have to save it for a day that it matters. I I think I did that the last episode where I'm like, no, I'm going to hold on to mine. You you both did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And watching Lissa's face go. (laughs) After hers died, like, or like... That went back the into most, the bag. That was the most uncomfortable conversation I've had, both in character and as me trying to voice something through a character. Where it's like, I hate to tell you this, but yeah, your animal died because you decided to turn it into a small fluffy thing and then have it go in front of you like 30 feet. Like, we're in the woods. People shoot things here. It's either dangerous and it's going to die, or it wasn't something that actually had any harm to you, but would super shoot a tiny animal. Mm -hmm. On my defense, absolutely rolled to see if they would see the weasel. I I know you did. And you you mentioned it. You mentioned it, and I was like, oh, that thing's dead. You just said, and I rolled for it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's dead. Cool. I guess we'll find out if these come back. Uh, yeah, that was because heart-wrenching d- for me. D- despite what everybody believes, my goal is not to physically or mentally scar anybody at this table. I'd really, I don't think you ever have been in danger of physically scarring anybody at this table. Um. Anyway, so I I don't like doing the thing where you ask a DM what their oh. favorite part of the, the campaign has been. Because, like, well, it's all you. You know, you're a the part Faywell. of it. The Fay Wild, but that wasn't in. All right, so hey, we're gonna go break everybody because we're at about that time anyway, and uh, Doc is about to get some physical scarring from me. So uh, we're gonna take a break. Drive all the way there. Uh, use the bathroom, awesome. all that good stuff. Uh, if you haven't gotten yourself some water recently, go do that because it's important. If you haven't pet a doggo recently and you have a doggo, pet it. Don't go pet a doggo if you don't have a doggo because you need to ask permission for that first. It's very important. And if you do pet a doggo. Make sure that it's one that, like, you know, has somebody around. If you go pet a random doggo, there's a decent chance that that could end up badly. But if you're feeling, you know, gutsy about it, underhand, not overhand. This is the worst safety brief. <laughs> Who's talking about safety? I'm talking about nice consent with animals. Gosh, Doc. Get over yourself. Anyway, we'll be right back. No. Definitely. Hold on. So, oh, well, okay. 
There she goes. The one person we want to talk to. She's like, go ahead. Yeah, bye. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, bye. <laughs> we literally have to talk about all of We want to talk to everybody. But... Yeah, we got to have it recorded that you went to a guy's house without knowing who he was. While this is happening, Lissa, two questions that are that are waiting for oh. you. How and, and take your time for both of them because we're we're gonna we're gonna dive back into the 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 Hannah dates. Um, you, you know my ADHD ass won't remember. I, I, I'm just giving you two questions. Give me two questions. Okay. If you don't know the answer, then it, then you know what to focus on. And if you do Stop. know the answer, you're great. Stop. She said I'm ADHD. Ask the questions. Watch what happens. Okay. <laughs> Squirrel brain. How how like how how close are how did we phrase this? The the separation between Lissa and Marinda slash Montera. How much like how much of a gap is there? Are are they very much you made yourself as a D and D character, you have a lot of similar traits, or is there a lot of separation? Okay. And then the second one Fair enough. And then the second question was, what was your favorite thing that's happened on the stream so far? Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. That hey, one's a hard one. Scroll through the Rolodex. If you got an answer, great. If not, it's okay. We waited for Hannah to watch them at three times speed, really quick. Yeah. So. <laughs> Literally just. So you got this. And you know what? <laughs> worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, you could just go same answer as Hannah, and it's okay. <laughs> Look, then you fulfilled all the requirements asked of you. So Hannah. He didn't know the guy, but you went to his house to let him cook you dinner, which is like, I can't line up how many red flags I heard myself say in that sentence. But Listen, Hannah likes food. I, I Hold on a second. I don't even like food that much. <laughs> he just likes garlic bread that much. Yeah. Oh, bread. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. I went, I went to a stranger's house and he cooked me dinner and we had wine and it was great. Making friends is a good thing. Making you, oh, you literally God. broke bread with somebody. That's totally fine. If you were going to have any kind of meal with somebody, breaking bread with them is the right one to make. <laughs> like, I can picture Hannah sitting there too. Like, uh, I'm not sure this is. I know this is probably not the best idea. Garlic bread? Kill me now. I won't die hungry. I had to message him and be like, hey, all my friends want you to tell me specifically that you're not going to murder me. Right. And he was like, I'm not going to murder you. Are you going to murder me? And I was like, I guess not now. Like, yeah. how, how, good, and then, how good is this bread you're offering? Yeah. And then later we were talking about soundproofing my bedroom. And um, I was like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here's the point. If you laughed in a reaction before you gave any of us the opportunity to, you recognize that that's ridiculous, right? Yeah, okay. but cool. but we that the conversation we had, I was like, I could murder so many people. The same conversation we had earlier, I had that conversation on a first date with a man, and he did not run. So you know, potential father to my dogs, maybe, maybe. You know I, I'm now in the position where I basically think that like. If the guy was going to be a murderer, I think you flexed enough as a potential murderer that he's like, ah, this person could be a threat or a partner in crime. 
They're like, no, she's too good with it. Like, like she wanted it to happen, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why whenever I take a shower after watching Psycho, I just bring a knife in there with me. It's called being a millennial. Yeah. Is this back to the the junior adulting versus adulting conversation we've had yeah. before? Do you know how many times I've tried to I've tried to make like, hey, I understand. I'm a really good cook. Like, I am so happy. Like, you want me to come to your place? I'll cook. You want to come to my place? I'll cook. If we can rent one of the Deerberg's Schnooks grocery store kitchen places for me to just cook, I'll do that. I don't care. If you ask me to go out to dinner and a movie with you, I can get about halfway through that before I'm bored. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. I can't do dinner conversation where I am focused on what people are bringing me because my brain goes, I wish they had done this. Oh, this is good. I like that. So I try and analyze the meal too much. I'm bad at it. When we first met Hannah, there was a question I told you to ask somebody when you went on a first date. Do you remember the question? Yes, it was, um, who is, what Disney villain do you hate the most? Or uh, which Disney villain do you relate to? Which, see, no, no. So I know you didn't ask. (laughs) Which Disney character would you kill and how would you do it? Uh... That is not the one that It is. No, it's changed because you asked which Disney villain was right. No, it was which one would you kill because I asked someone. (laughs) Uh, She has a girlfriend, by the way. Um, Yeah, because I. Because they did not respond in kind. All right. No, he did. He had a good answer, but he has a girlfriend and they are very happy together. So we, we, I did not hit on him. I like like how you had to specify, though, that it's like he has has a girlfriend and they're happy together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's important. I understand that. But I like, I like, I like that you kind of remembered. That is the best icebreaker question I know. It's great. I'll have to ask him. Uh, we made yeah. fun of uh, political parties together last night, so that was nice. nice. Yes, nice. Mm-hmm. Right. I was we so left. sweaty. I was so Lissa, sweaty. Listen, favorite favorite part of the episode so far. <laughs> Motherfucking spice whack. Yeah. <laughs> same answer you and Mike had the same right, answer. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> it was a fun time. I, I love how many goddamn puns yeah. and Easter eggs and just throwbacks to things that we add in this. Mm-hmm. It's so off the cuff and freaking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, even just like the, the 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 small bits of like when people sub, it's like, hey, we're gonna make you an NPC in the campaign. That's fun. Yeah. I like adding things. And then every once in a while, Doc, like, starts introducing an NPC, but he looks at his notes before he introduces the NPC. And, like, this is going to be a name, ain't it? This is going to be a name. All right, here we go. Who we got, Doc? Who we got? And he's like, ah, my name is... (laughs) The name is Bavin Tugif. I'm like, you know what? That's a Dorbin name. I dig that. Okay. Who are you? I'm the Raven, Sith. Ah, yeah. All right. I don't have a lot of it. All right. Good job. Good job. It's a fun. It's a fun. Uh, it's a fun meta game to play. I dig it. Okay. I have a question. Because I always like this one. And I wish that they asked it more for like, big shows and stuff like that. Because I I think it gives you a lot of good insight. If your character was in real life would the two of you get along 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I like how you answered for both characters in, in <laughs> you answered absolutely and then Stroop absolutely. <laughs> I feel like Stroop is is very similar to the other Hannah. Uh my best friend also named Hannah. The, um, the one who's <laughs> the one who's not here right now, she's taking a nap, but she'll come by later. <laughs> she's in Arizona right now, guys. Oh, um okay. uh didn't, didn't Tyler didn't Tyler Durden travel without his buddy in Fight Club a lot? She exists, guys. <laughs> no, this is fair because Hannah's. I, I, this is the friend that showed up in the stream the first time, and you're like, "That's my friend. I know them." Oh no, Wait, that was, was that? Casey. That was, no, that was Casey. Casey. Dang it! Yeah, I was. I was but, sitting here. I, listen, I'm just trying to make you not crazy, okay? Hannah, Hannah, Hannah's Hannah is in her contributor page on the website got it okay yeah which if it's if it is a different person <laughs> Fair enough. i have tiktoks with the other hannah okay um but yeah she i think her and stroop are, are very similar and i think i did put a little bit of hannah number one into stroop so yeah i think i actually have a stroop waffle in my life already nice. and we get along very decided, well. <laughs> you know what? It's nice having a Stroop waffle in my life. I should give one to everybody else. Exactly. What about you, Lissa? I feel like Miranda and I would get along fine because, like, Miranda Montera, uh, she she's more chaotic than I am, but uh, not by much. <laughs> like, you guys have heard the Gen Con stories of my, my DMing moments. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I was gonna say I, 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 I'm not surprised at that answer. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. I don't think I could hang out with Tayson. I'm a patient person. I'm an empathetic person. I'm nice. I'd, I'd be so. I'd lose patience. I really do think I would. It's like no, dude, just stop. <laughs> like you can, we can keep hanging out, but you just gotta stop doing your whole thing for like a bit i just need a break like you don't even have to leave i just need you to chill for like a little bit then we can then it's all right i and i, I couldn't do that if it was every day definitely i would oh, say um, i'm 50 50 on the ones i play yeah you got you got a lot i would say for doc i would ask uh which or which any or all of the characters that we play would you uh, be friends with in real life? If they were all hanging out together, all of them. <laughs> because one of my favorite things about recording is when you guys get going off the cuff and I sit back, it's two reasons. One is because I understand good story and I have to wait my turn. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, when you see me move away from the mic during recording, no, no, I'm enjoying myself at that point. And, yeah. Admittedly, it is nice to just be like, all right, cool. I don't have to do anything for a while. All right, cool. You just keep going. I'm going to think about something to happen later. <laughs> I'm going yeah, a new monster. <laughs> individually, ind individually uh, I think Miranda and I would be best friends. I'm with Mike on the Taysan thing. It, you, it, it's like that friend that... I know it's not Taysan's fault necessarily, but when right. there's someone who's like so in their own way that it's like, I can't help you, you have to help you. So like 
here you go. But, but he's the opposite of the people who normally annoy me. So yeah. normal annoyance are the, I had a bad life, but I always had a bad life, and I'm never going to do anything to improve it, and I just mm -hmm. want to complain to you about my bad life. And if you ever aren't there for me, you've destroyed my bad life, and you're mm -hmm. part of my bad life. Like, those people annoy me. Taysan's the opposite, where I would be like, I as a person do not like going to therapy and i would be like no you're you're coming with me there's some shit we've got to get out and you don't have a choice like we're going or our friendship is over right i, I think the i think the doting would get on me <laughs> it's like can i get you anything it's like we're in my house dude what are you doing like chill it's okay yeah i like that uh stroop's awesome but stroop's career oriented and, mm -hmm. and even though I can really respect that, that's somebody I can hang out with, but I don't know how, like, good of friends, but the the chaotic nature of Mirinda Montera, uh, I, I enjoy that, and it's funny because as a put-together non-junior adult, mm -hmm. I... You would think it would be, wouldn't be that way, but it absolutely is that most of my friends are crazy. Hi, hi, friends. At all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't have an accidental shrine to Harley on my desk. No, 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 It wasn't on purpose. I happened to have had one Harley Quinn pop, and then my boyfriend got me two more, and a Harley Quinn statue, and I'm like, oh, I, I've got to display this because, like, the Harley Quinn statue is like like one of like 500 or something like that so it was a very limited run it's like the arkham harley I'm like no this has to be out mm -hmm. and then i was like but she looks lonely so i put out the harley quinn pop <laughs> and then i put out the rest of my pops now it looks yeah. like stroop and Miranda walking around <laughs> <laughs> actually it kind of does it's about the right height there you go <laughs> they're, they're vibing it's good yeah. All right. If you have this, this doc, this goes to you too. This is a question you can answer. I'm extremely excited. You don't get to play this character in the campaign anymore. What would you want to be? Like, would you want to still be someone that's like, like for the, for the two of you that have characters in the campaign, would you want to go completely different and was like all right you know i've got stroop who as we've said before is this untethered march simpson character do you want to go in that same realm or do you want to go completely different you know we've got chaos agent do we want to go still go into the chaos agent do we still want to be someone that's from a different plane or do we want to go something different and doc i'm just curious like hey assuming that you didn't have to run the campaign at the same time you you're you're in this world you're with us you're the fourth party member and you've got to make a character what kind of what kind of character would you want to make? i don't care if you tell me what class or whatever or race I, i'm more i'm more interested in the personality but the everything else i'm curious on because i know hannah you talk about how you're like you're like your barbarian is is, is a thing that happens it's like ah, i make barbarians because they just want to hit stuff and <laughs> <laughs> and be angry and it's like is that where you'd be leaning or what uh, help me out here oh yeah i'd make steve holt 
uh, into a, a fighter, a human fighter, I think. Um, a absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, I would... Clarification. Is this a situation where we've all been TPK'd or just one of us died? Because yeah. that makes sense yeah. to what I yeah. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. You just have to pick a different person in the world to play. Montero goes home. Okay. Uh, so I like trying to fill in as best I can. Sure. But I do have. So I've got my little. I, I lovingly call her my bimbo cleric. Not cleric. A druid. Okay. She's a half elf. But, like, obviously in this world, that would probably get changed. But at the moment, she's a half-elf druid. Uh, she's Circle of the Land. Uh, and she, like, talks like this. And literally the first thing that ever came out of her mouth as a character was, What's a horse? Wow. <laughs> Got it. So, Stroop. <laughs> <laughs> Have life, and I've been playing Clarial since before Stroop was a sure. thing. No, you're fine. This is this is I, not an very different thing. We're okay. <laughs> There's also my paladin. There's also my paladin. She's okay. a very decent paladin, and she's oath of the open sea. Mm -hmm. I, I I think Mike will understand the gravity of of what I'm going to say. If I could. I would play Heron in this campaign. That's exciting. We did a we did a mini campaign uh, with a group, had fun with it, where uh, we're basically I wanted to make it a pirate campaign. Like it started with a like a session zero, with like ten players, maybe no, eleven players. And I was like, all right, great, I'm going to separate you into two groups, but for session zero, you're all starting in the prison together and you're all breaking out. It's going to be a lot of me railroading because there's 11 of you. So, sorry. Um, but I promise I'm going to give you each of you a moment. It'll be fine. And people separating and things. And uh, Heron was Doc's character for that. And Heron is a character that Doc made with the intent of having something really meaty to dive into. And like some campaigns, you know, it just kind of flaked out. It happens. Um, but the real problem was like in the in the immediate it was the exact opposite issue that we had where it's like hey we're gonna go you know serious and then it was really funny and that one it was hey it's gonna be whatever you guys want it to be and then nobody knew what they wanted it to be so it didn't really end up being much it's like all right well i can't give you stuff to do without knowing what we're looking for Otherwise, I'm just going to make half the group mad every time. And Heron was a really cool character. So that is... I mean, you've already you've already put him in this campaign. He's just different. That's not Heron. I don't care. <laughs> He's represented. That's what I heard. But the reason... He, not only did he have a meaty story, I did something that... Again, I don't... I get to be a player, but I don't get to be a player too often with people that I have a rapport for or with. And so I have one awesomely with Mike. And I was like, I Mike, um, here's what I'm going to do. I want to make a noble 
who is accused of murdering his whole family ends up in jail. I want to be a warlock because of that system, but I don't want him to know he's a warlock. Mm -hmm. He just knew a ritual to call this ancient deity who his grandmother taught him a ritual for in case the family ever needed to get out of something serious. And not only did I not know I was a warlock, I told Mike, I don't, I'm going to tell you, go ahead and pick my patron. I don't want to know. This is what I want. I just wanted everything to be very blood related because to do the ritual, I had to open my fingers to create the symbols. And I wanted that to be a focal point of all my powers. And that was it. That's all. That's all I did. Mike was like, cool. Basically. I, I'm one of those people that thinks that if you, if 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 a DM complains about ah oh, you gave uh, another person give me a character with amnesia ah oh, what am I gonna do with this? Literally whatever you want, literally whatever you want. They've given you carte blanche to do whatever with their character they can. Go for it. And Doc's whole thing was like, hey, I'm gonna give you amnesia without the amnesia part. Here is the backstory. You write in all of the future, however you want it, and and we'll just say go. And I was like, okay. But I was adamant, like loving family, friends coming over, like the the best that it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Until a day before the campaign started. Mm-hmm. So he was in a good situation, then he was in a real bad one. Yeah, that, well. you know that happens sometimes. That's so cool. Drogo and Nibbler. It's a. It's a. Sorry, go ahead. Your kids. Oh, they're just having a circus out there. So. Yeah. It's uh. That's the second time I've I've um, complimented you all very highly tonight. (laughs) Doc really likes that character, so that is that is nice. Trust me. I took him out of that campaign because they wanted to do goofy stuff, and I was like, no, I want to save this. For something I could story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were moments in that campaign. There are a couple things that I like. I I'm never gonna regret, like running running games. I'm gonna I'm not, you know because it's all fun and it's literally no. all fun and games. Yeah. I am really huh? in doubt that the first time that I ever did the, uh, the city ship. I, I'm really sad that I that was the first time I did it. I was like, aw. <laughs> that was cool. Anyway. So, any lore questions you guys want to ask now? Because I'm not seeing anything pop up in chat. Sure. And but I do really do appreciate everybody being here because there's quite a few people watching. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> so there are so many characters, and when I when I say characters, it's there. There's even more players than there were characters, if I'm remembering right, and like the backlog of Bros and Dragons. Because there was a bunch of times that we like, people were switching because they had to. There's there's a couple player there's a couple characters that were like piloted piloted by more than one player at a couple of different points. Uh-huh. I I guess going into the lore of the world, you said it earlier when we were talking about how like the world is always the queen at one point is like the world is always in danger and every time it's in danger people rise up to save it and everything like that there's Uh always it's always in danger 
how crazy is this world? Because, like, we're in an isolated continent of it, and in the Rupture RPG, we're talking about another isolated part where that will turn into whatever it turns into with your with your guidance as well. How chaotic is this world? What's up, Tabletop Santa? He's my other DMs coming here to join Yeah. Me. No, that's great. Do it. It's, um, so... Bengen is not a world that I'm creating for Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Bengen is a world that I'm creating for tabletop role-playing role games no matter what. I wanted to start that off because it's a two different questions, so I'm going to answer the second one first, which is I have had the most amount of fun with Sean talking about how Rupture RPG can fit into this world, being that the story of Rupture is so different than most other created worlds. Sure. Mm -hmm. Also... Sean knows something no you guys don't. Oh, of course. Because because it's something that could affect that. And you want to talk about a lot of fun is tell somebody in their world creation where they've created a game that part of their game might not be existent because of something that might happen and watch them work through it. It's the most awesome. Being in that conversation with Sean was one of my most favorite conversations of most game and creations that I've been through, and I'm I'm not going to spill my list, but that's quite a few people that I know. Hmm. Creating Bengen, how chaotic is it? In lore, nobody... There's times of peace between major events, mm -hmm. but they repeat over and over again because nobody's got it right. Okay. You three could break that cycle or continue it. We'll see what happens at the end of three. Well, that's messed up because now you're basically <laughs> telling us that if we do everything right, there's no season four because the world is cool now. No, There'll be a season four. No, whatever. I'm, whatever. Going full villain. Let's go. <laughs> there goes my trust. Here, I, 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 let me tell you something. Because taste someone. No, go Going rogue. <laughs> but um, no, it's it it does it it, it happens. Was, it happens X amount, was, and people. Sorry, what was that, Lissa? I thought we already kind of were. Oh, there you go. Go around. Okay, continue, Doc. I just, I didn't want to lose that. God. That's okay. Uh, and and it, it's just a cycle and decisions that people make continue the cycle. And to give you guys an example, Avagard was 29 on the first recorded ap apocalyptical event. Mm -hmm. She made a decision and that decision affected Bros and Dragons season one. And now, Bros and Dragons Season 3 with a brand new cast. Okay. Huh. That's a lot of scope. Okay. Yeah, you got a lot planned out. <laughs> He's got a lot that's been planned. 
Yeah. I know it's I know it's happening in the world. What you do mm-hmm. and how your characters react and things that you take and decisions you make will reveal how much you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But in general, I put out enough teasers to let you guys know things are going on and then I give the characters a chance to an, interact with said situation. But if decisions are made, good or bad, mm-hmm. the, nice. you could you still have your adventure. That's the story we're telling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the story around you is still moving. Other people have their things. And to bring you guys up to speed, Xandro is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is Xandro dead? Not? You don't know. Okay. We don't, yeah, we don't know if he's gone or if he's dead. It's just gone. I just thought you would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, would, would you, if it was just Hannah, would you tell her? I'll yeah. Just off real quick. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So what I'm saying is Stroop doesn't know, but Stroop does know Xandro's gone because that's been given to the party. Mm-hmm. Xandro has decided it's his time to leave because Xandro knows. And I'll tell you this much, because this will be fun, and then I'm going to cut it off just to watch the panic. Xandro mm-hmm. knows how much of what's happening is his fault, sure. and he's removing himself from it this time. He's literally removing himself from the narrative. I hate it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw you getting ready, Alyssa. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, that makes sense, because the whole, especially... Yeah. Like, it was that way before where it's kind of like, hey, you need to go fix this thing because the book isn't entirely true. And then we get to, you know, Martin's house and reading all this stuff. And it's it's a lot of self-deprecating what? on his choices. And, like, this is my fault and good luck kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff. So it, 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 seem, it does serve that it wouldn't be just Martin who screwed up, you know? So... Keith played Martin a certain way at the end. Mm-hmm. I Poor still life. found those good guy, right? And great guy. He's still in contact. Um, Keith had a way about it, and I took notes when we would talk because we had conversations like we have individually, like how you feeling? Are you cool with that? I saw your face. I was worried. Um, and he was like, "No, here, this is Martin," mm-hmm. and so. Taysan asked the best question that got Xandro to admit that Martin was the kind of guy who would tell you what you needed to know to let you move on, but it didn't have to be the truth. Right. And so knowing that, the book is Bros and Dragons Season 1 and 2. That's the book. It's not hidden. Anybody can go find it. You guys are more than asking me questions because I'm not telling you to listen to 50 episodes before we continue. But, but that's what's in. But that's what's in the book. But I would love if you did because you might find things out that I'm not just gonna give you either. And I will give you this tidbit: season two ends before the fight with Deimos. Mm. Um. Who I because I haven't listened to them because of who I am as a person. Um, who are 
the characters the the yeah who are the characters in seasons one and two like who who do they play do we know them like does Stroop know yeah. the people okay it's, they're written in the book so Martin Firewell is from the beginning at one point he changed his name and when he came to this world he changed it back okay if you listen to the episode, if you ever find it or you ever get there, you'll realize why he took that name, and it might give you hints of why he doesn't have it here. Um, Alicia Fargum was a major player all through campaigns one and two. Uh, Avagard has always been an NPC. Okay, that's that. I like Avagard. That's why I was curious about. <laughs> I, I hate her. Uh, Av. Avagard, when she was introduced in season two, was seen as a villain. In fact, the the crew was trying to kill her or pin her down, or I can't remember. They were after her in season two. Um, they didn't realize what she was doing was the right thing. But you also have to remember that Bros and Dragons season one and two is done in Enid in the world of Adora, the the islands of Adora that we know them today. Enan had a really weird rule. Paladins were outlawed. Paladins were blamed for a breaking of the world that nobody could remember what it meant, this breaking of the world. And so we know now the breaking of the world was the casting out that Avagard did, but the paladins were blamed for it and were actually considered illegal. There were... The Temple of Justice in in Enon, which we have a Temple of Justice in Remedigan. It's where all clerics go to learn. The Temple of Justice had a team whose whole job it was to put different clerics together to hunt down paladins. And that was actually one of our table games. In between sessions, we just had games where we would play the game for fun. And we started an all-cleric campaign and went and hunted paladins. And the end of that campaign is one of the clerics married one of the paladins, got them relieved, even though she was hunting them, got them relieved, and then they made an announcement that the they were something like they were wrong, and then paladins were no longer illegal. So the difference between one and two is paladins were illegal. And then paladins needed clerics to watch over them. So if anybody in the party wanted to play a paladin, there needed to be a cleric that came from the same training area whose whole job it was to watch that paladin. So what you're saying is if Taysan dies, I should absolutely be a paladin that Marinda had to watch over. <laughs> Find an egg. And then you can always Find be an, an egg, egg person. <laughs> Actually, not you know, that actually sounds like... But then she wouldn't be level, like... Or level uh, three when we started. Listen, everybody's level zero except for things that are strong. <laughs> um, but if, I hope that answers what you were asking. Yeah. Okay. She got more of a rogue skills uh -oh. during that time. Sorry, we were going through the things, and I, I got... So Alicia was one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Steve was partially there. Remember, you remember the famous Steve that it got everybody busted up for a bit? Oh, yeah, Steve. Steve was very important. <laughs> he, he, he actually was one of the changing tides in the battle before the Battle of Deimos. In the Battle of the Demons, he was there. Um, Grogon the Smasher, which was season two, 
played by Kylie. Love you, Kylie. Um, was a, a a great addition. There was a wizard who turned on everybody. What was her name? I don't remember, but uh, John played her in the first one. Mm -hmm. And then the reason John stopped playing her <laughs> and took on Alicia was he he didn't like the character, had a social anxiety problem. John, if you guys know John Sika at all, has zero social anxiety. He just sounds socially awkward, mm -hmm. but he has no anxiety about it. I got a video of him drinking out of my drinking horn slow motion as the water. He's shirtless, but it's going through his sweater because he's so hairy. We used to want to shake. Anyways, um, and I think that was that was the major characters. The other major NPCs were the queen. Yep. was played by Amy from Dungeons and Dragons, who is a good friend of ours. We helped them, uh, and they helped us. Amy was the voice of the Queen for a long time. Zariah was originally, pre-Bros and Dragons Season 1, was a character that Mike, my player Mike's brother, Dave, made for the campaign that we transferred her over into it out of our table game because she was such a cool character uh, who ended up becoming the queen regent with the queen of Enon. Mm -hmm. I think those are all the major players. I mean, I can't think of any other ones, but that's also... I'm, 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 I'm more but removed you... from it. But... You got to know Zandro, who was Tom. Tom originally played Martin Firewell in season one, made Zandro for season two. Mm -hmm. um, who is actually my... He, we were playing two second edition together at my house. He was part of the original group. He was the actual dungeon master. His last name is Benson, which is why Bengen is named Bengen. Because he mm -hmm. originally designed Rangio and Terrianda. Not Terrianda as a whole, either. But Rangio and Terrianda then created Terrianda and Galdera. And literally from there, I did the rest. And so it's Bengen because it Benson and Gentry combined with the oh. first three letters. If you if you two and anybody else watching want to get a good idea into Doc's DMing style too, one of the things that he put in there that was subtle is the fact that there's the world, season one, here's the world. In their off time, they still played in the world that they created. And as a result of what happened in that side game, it changed the campaign and the world at large for the second season. So it is very... So when he's talking about like the, hey, you know, you guys are the main story. This is the story of the podcast, right? There, But there's also like a B-side, like you'd see on a TV show. It just so happens that B-side is the A-side for everybody else because it's the world. It's what's happening everywhere. We're focusing oh. in on you three and what happens, but here's the world, here's what's going on with it, and if you all do different stuff, well, that's going to affect the world. But the world is always going to affect what you're doing. Uh -huh. Or at least hopefully it does. I don't know if we decided to just go on the chef quest. And just, you, know, you know what? Whatever. I'll start prestidigitating food and you can tell me to do it better and we'll just do that for I don't know three more weeks before the world ends but supposedly the world's already ending so I don't know 
You know, if the world's going to end, there should at least be more Waffle Huts. Like, I don't know if we're going to get the permits in time. That's all I'm saying. You know what? Let's just do it without. I'm someone clearly, clearly doesn't work in the restaurant industry. Let's go get a, let's go start a restaurant and do it without permits. Okay. No, no. Cool. cool. Or, or she knows because what are you going to do? It's the end of the world. It's not like they're going to come get you for your permits. You're right. Bureaucrats <laughs> never go after you. No matter. Bureaucrats never go after you when there's something bigger going on. Never. Uh, but as you guys can tell, the lore is, it's big. It's there. And what you guys do now will be the lore in Bengen for whatever comes next. I mean, I can tell you for, for a fact that even the little bit that we played uh, in, we're going to call it take one of season three, that stuff's like those characters, things that happen, that is canon because that does exist now. There's a couple so of characters that you all have met that did not exist before this before that Prue is a tarot cart bard who is also the guardian now as you know her was a guardian in waiting in the original kickoff Navara was uh, Zandro's niece who was a god warrior who played in the original one you guys know her now because it was introduced at least in background stuff queen navara michanelle and those were my Cassandra gone those are my those were my players and it was actually part of the background of that character that she was hiding that the, these were possibilities if anything happened so even if things go terrible and you have to leave for a long time don't worry there will be waffle huts in season four Unless something terrible happens to the Waffle Huts. No, I, I need to talk to Sean about his timeline because there might be Waffle Huts there right now. That's, that'd be great. That's that's a very good point. You gotta, I you, need, you gotta talk I about your timeline. I need the Waffle Hut in two of my campaigns, please. Please. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that's lore. If you guys have any other questions, a lot of this stuff is already parted out. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, it's just a lot of... And here's the thing. This is coming from me. Uh, it's all parted out, or at least a vast majority of it is parted out. It's hard to find it, because it's a lot of backlog. And I've been going through it. And then, you know, the second that I stopped, when I started editing this podcast, because <laughs> it turned into, I, I love you, Doc. I can't listen to me talk as long as I am, and edit you talking, and then figure out in my off time, I need to add another hundred hours of doc talking <laughs> yeah you're you're good i'm not telling anybody to do so i'm telling you that i am Go the lore <laughs> and, and you guys know because i joke a lot about how like i'm not prepared and i'm doing out the seat of my cuff and i really have introduced stuff that are now world events things that have happened as jokes with us mm-hmm. right the the you just commented off the side. You didn't even mean to, Lissa. And we're talking about the nightstand of holding. Oh, it's now a thing in this world. And yeah. it's... it. These things create in the world. I do know what's going on in the world. Just because I, I walked up to one of our recordings and I had nothing planned. It's easy for me to give you stuff because I know what is going on. 
season five, people are standing out line in a in a long line outside of a store because they have to get the newest generation of selfie rock. God. But what the but what the guys did in season one affected the whole demon apocalypse happening in season two, right. and they I did that. Come on, guys. Why get it together? Why you did this to us? I just wanted to do. <laughs> The, the the cook quest. I just wanted way, to own my own franchise. By the way, Doc can tell you about this. I have many times over wanted to make a character, whether it was a campaign or a couple of one shots, where the entire premise was that it's just like I, I just like cooking. I'd like to be a cook. And now there's no. artificers, and artificers <laughs> are literally like I could just be an alchemist. An alchemist is literally just a cook. So I'm just gonna be an alchemist whose whole thing is actually cooking. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think I can bring that into this campaign. So I'll make my sad boy, and then like three days later, it's like, all right. So what do we got? He's like, well, you're gonna like Stroop's character. I still got to get with Lissa. And you describe it like, I should have done the thing. I should have done the thing. Oh well, it's all right. I'll be sad instead. <laughs> Ed, all right. Um, I mean, but, it means Taysons are straight, man. But questions? Anything about yes. lore? Anything Sorry, in the man. background? What the actual fuck does it mean to be a chosen of Zalrin? I mean, that's so. Weird. So I'll be honest. That was new to me. But when I started thinking about Zalrin, when you brought up that you wanted to play the chaos and, and have a chaos god. Uh, one thing that's always been a thing in D&D is the crossover of gods. So even though the gods don't always have the same names or they're not the same beings, they always have the same template. And so Zalrin was really close to what you were looking at when we brought it up. And then I said to myself, you were here for 75 years. You're only 300 and something years old. She's less than that. She was like young when she came here. She was like 25. Okay, so you're you're not that old. I think we no no. I, you're right. I got you mixed up. She's like 125, or no, but so maybe she's 50. So we're 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 in that range. Yeah. Either way, that means you've spent time in your home world of Eberron. You spent time in the Feywild, and it wasn't just coming through. You spent time in the Feywild. You're here and been here for the most amount of time. You've made a life here. And so I had to be like, why would she do that? And in my head, as I'm going through our notes and watching what we talked about, because I took notes when we did our, our uh, sessions to set you guys up, I was like, what if Zalrin wants her here thinking that this time around the difference would be that she has no connection here? And this could be the kickoff. This could be, in his eyes, the trigger that changes everything. I've also have notes, and I don't know the answer to yet. How much Zalrin has been involved with everybody else who's attempted to stop this in the past? Hmm. Hmm. That was an on-the-spot choice that is now significant okay so that probably changes things just a little bit then well again uh, 
Fade is a little bit more intertwined with Tayson's than. Okay. Let's talk. I want to talk about that, even though you didn't ask it directly, because it's come up in episodes, right? Your destiny versus Tayson's destiny. Tayson's destiny. That's. I'm so confused about that one. Tayson's destiny is. How much I'm going to give you? Because I. Yeah, that's it. It's all things <laughs> to destroy the Waffle Hut. Um, no, it's because when Xandro came into this world, that broke the veil enough for Deimos to attempt his takeover. When Deimos tried the first time, because Xandro wasn't telling the truth, Xandro was 42,000 years old when he decided to leave this, from this plane, decided to leave this plane. He wasn't 10,000, but nobody would know because elves only lived to a total of 750. Who could tell him no? <laughs> when he first broke through the veil, and before Deimos tried, he came here to bring peace. But he did it with a very empire-esque look at it, which is, I will create peace because I'll make them all follow me. And then I could force peace upon everybody. The original war that happened was an uprising. But unlike the rebellion, it wasn't the citizens. It was everybody decided to stand up against the elves before anything. Before anything got out of control was to contain the problem. And the elves could not gain any advantage, even though they had a living god with them. And so the rumors that the elves were enslaving people are true. History has it wrong. It wasn't 10,000 years ago. But it really did happen. Mm -hmm. And the last outbreak, the war stopped. It ceased because the dwarves were actually getting an upper ground on the, the elves. They couldn't contend with the people that could get underneath them and then destroy them from underneath. They could If they can't see it coming, they didn't know how to handle it. And so when Deimos broke in, broke the veil and came to this world, the dwarves locked themselves away before Deimos broke the veil to protect the dwarven people. And when Deimos broke the veil, though there was a truce and the armies were there, the armies ran. The three people that stayed, and I love this part of the lore because nobody's ever really asked, Xandro Michonel, Narl Denstra and the and Avagard, but Avagard was the exiled princess, Avagard Denstra. And Narl Denstra was the guardian of the time. So do me a favor, tie this back in. Because this originally started with the Marinda's destiny versus Tayson's. Uh, well, no. So you have to understand that to know that Tayson was being created because they thought the elves were going to start again. And yes, so to to your characters do not know what I am saying, and I hope you play this this way. But Tayson's whole creation was to destroy the elven armies alone if he had to. It was what he was trained for. It's why he was trained. And I won't give away 
the training, because only Mike and I know that part. But every step of the way, Taysan was not being taught. He was being made to absorb. He was being forced to take on. He was being created even more every step of the way. Hi, I'm a magic battery. So Taysan's destiny is destruction. Mirinda's destiny, now that I've told you that, is not destruction. Can you guess? Okay, so I'm assuming I'm the one who's actually supposed to technically stop this shit. Your destiny is creation. Which makes, because the world, the universe goes into chaos, I guess. Tell me something more chaotic than the creation of anything. I will reiterate, Mirinda does, Mirinda does not know any of this. Yes, but that, that helps me play her. But I, I don't even know if Mirinda understands. my mind, but, like, she, she definitely doesn't, because I was not, like, I knew it had something to do with that. But, like, it didn't, I was missing a final piece. Mm-hmm. Because you never put two and two together about chaos and creation, and it doesn't matter any creation story, theory that you could look at. Me as a scientist, I think of the Big Bang, and I cannot think of a more chaotic event than the Big Bang being. Take all the materials in the entire universe and put them in a small ball, and then watch them react. I have a lore question. Sure. Who's my dada? <laughs> you have two daddies. Do I? You were created, you were yeah. created from th the essence of three beings. No, that's 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 being that's 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 donation of genetic material. I'm less worried about that. Who's your daddy? I need to know who did it. Okay, the teacher. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Which is why. This is something that you guys are going to have to weigh when you figure things out, when your characters learn this, but I'll give you a heads up right now. Is the teacher bad or good? Who's the evil one here? What is this going to play out? What if I tell you right now that the end decision will be either a bunch of people are treated well or a bunch of destruction and beyond chaos? What if I told you you had to do terrible things to stop what's coming? Are you willing to be the villains you need to be? Oh, poor, poor Hannah. Poor Hannah. I, I literally combined Stroop and Hannah and Shanna. Shanna. <laughs> I literally yeah. set off a celestial nuke by accident, but I did in Wintermere Falls. Miranda didn't. I know, I'm saying me as a a player. But you're I making have already Miranda. crossed that line. I have already as a player crossed that Lisa, line by accident. Yes. Lissa did that, but Miranda 
cleric of the five for 75 years. The longest she's ever been in anything was in service to five deities. Believe in the peaceful interaction of all different cultures, which is what the 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 shrine of the five, the, the, the clerics of the five believe in. That, that people can live in harmony even in their differences. Is now finds out down the line somewhere that they have to destroy everything to save it. I'm talking about I don't believe in straight evil BBEGs. Deimos is the only truly evil being that I've ever created as a bad guy. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to make you weigh in on ethics and morals of your characters as we go along and see where their lines are if they're willing to. Who's the more evil, the person that sacrifices the millions of people to stop the big bad or the person that doesn't stop the big bad to save their daughter, right? And this is a question that a lot of people don't understand, but like real hero villains, real adventurers, this is your question. Are you a villain or are you a hero? And I've said it in an interview already. We don't know yet. We do not know if these characters are heroes and villains. And in fact, I couldn't even tell you if one of them went the villain route. Would it be one on two? Would all three be unanimous? Would it be two on one? Would the story break into, and I'm fine with telling two different stories as one person's now the villain and two people are trying to be the heroes? I'm not. I don't want to edit that. My brain will explode. Don't make me do that. Please don't make me do that. I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's so be. tempting. Of course it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's no. I'm, just, I'm just thinking of Mike, 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 Mike. Sorry, what was that, Lisa? I said it's probably more likely me. I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> Let's see. I think Good. I think if you honestly look at who Miranda is and what she is as a person, I think it's hard. I have a hard time seeing her ethics go the wrong way or against what good really represents. Because though she's chaotic, and I admit that chaos, there's a lot of good to Miranda. She's, she's a lot of good intent. She's a lot of well-meaning kind of thing. At least as far as everything that I've seen. Um, I all, all the only image that I have in my head is just Scar holding Mufasa above the cliff and whispering into Mufasa's ear, Long live the Waffle Hut. Like that's, that's the actual villainy that I'm here to save. That's oh God. what I need in my life. And if you're not willing to do that... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd do anything like for Miranda, if she had to weigh the options and she had to be the one to end things in order to break a cycle that oh, only sure. led in more destruction, she would do it. We'll see. As time goes on, we'll find out which one of you are willing to make sacrifices. It just it's gonna end up being, you know there's a lot of things that are that are changed through context and the the, the thing that changes the most through context is more context. 
Okay, I'll call you out if you change this at all in your way you guys are playing, mm -hmm. but the prophecy you found has nothing to do with you. That's fucking great. Sure. Ah. Just her, her sleep deprivation. It's like, clearly this has to be it, right? <laughs> but like any other, fi uh, uh, any other prediction, it's very vague. But it's easy to grab that vagueness and put it into you and say, oh, this is obviously what we're doing. I I feel I'm going to push back against that a little bit. I feel like the one thing I've done with Taysan the entire time has been like, who cares? Be talking about yeah. destiny. Like, my destiny versus yours. What's your destiny? I don't know. Well, then you can't be upset about it because you don't even know it exists yet. It's fine. And you're going to be against. What if you got what if we figure out that we're on the same side and all this is dumb? I don't know. What if our destiny... Like, I, I'm just going to keep going back to it. What if our destiny is just to hang out with Stroop in the Waffle Hut and just, like, learn, and just like help her like set up the next one? We don't know. Who cares? You decide. You don't know. Where? <laughs> I dig it. Do we have any more questions? We're not at, like, our normal closing time here. We're close. So we're getting close. So I wanted, I wanted to check in. What other questions do we have? I mean, we can always go through the, uh, some of the other stuff. Because I do have one go. more for everybody. And Doc, Doc, this is, this is for everybody, but Doc, you also have the, the right to just refuse to answer here. Right, right. I promised if you guys asked the Lord questions, I would answer them tonight. This one is, this one is a little bit. I think it's a little bit too abstract for you to be able to answer yes for you to answer if you're not feeling it. I want to know specifically from Lissa and Hannah if there's anything about your character. Like cuz I have I've ha I've had this struggle with every character I've ever made and I've especially had it with Taysun where it's there's this one thing that I can't decide about them. And for you two specifically, but also Doc with your character just being the world, is there something that you're like... There's there's some kind of internal struggle that you have where it's like, I can't decide if they're this or this. Or I can't decide if this happened in their past or this... Ha is there something that even now, like seven episodes in and all the session zeros that you've played with is there something that you're still struggling to decide about your character or are you just you know what they are who they are so, some of Miranda's backstory okay. stuff for like what happened in Eberron and the Feywilds it's basically her backstory is I was here for a little bit I was here for a little bit now I'm here okay <laughs> I dig that What about you, Hannah? You got the ponder face going on. You know, I feel like Stroop's struggle of, um, you know, wanting to embrace the Guardian and waiting, that was really hard for me to figure out where I stood with it, like where I, how I wanted to play Stroop. Did I want to be like, okay, maybe the, maybe I should, or did I want to stick where the first few episodes were like, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And then I think I hit some changes in, like, Hannah's life 
um, where I was like, it really influenced picking, trying out the guardian and waiting thing. So no, not anymore, but there was, there was that struggle of trying to figure out how, where I wanted to go with that character. But yeah, hmm. that, that's from it. Doc, you got anything that you're still that you're still hung up on on the world? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean the world. No, the people in the world. Not really. The NPCs that I've created, I create my NPCs the same way I create my characters, which you know is backstory first, then I'll figure things out. Mm -hmm. Um, just like I knew that the queen was a traveling bard and not royalty before she became queen. Like, that backstory existed. Question? Yeah. Um, who the fuck does that prophecy actually refer to? <laughs> Dandro Michonelle, Narl Dunstra, Avagard Dunstra. Mm. And they made their decision. That makes sense. In a way, in a way, it refers to us in that this is the thing that's happened before, and it seems to be groups of three that end up doing this. <laughs> um, but it's the, not the last group was five. Oh, was it five? Okay. So yeah, then... I want. No, you go first. <laughs> the prophecy only mentions three, though. That's why I said three. Uh -huh. That was from the first time, a long time ago. And remember that somebody called Stroop the stalwart. Who called me that? <laughs> you don't remember that? It was a while no. ago. No. Nope. Well, we're gonna have to get popular for you to hear the episode. You know, if I could, I listen to my voice too often. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I need you to put it, put it put it on play in the background on every little thing. Get our <laughs> listens up. Come on. My best friend uh, back home, Matt. He he did start listening to our season. So. Oh, I got a question. What does your dad think? Uh, he still hasn't figured out the technology. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I know. I have to go like download it on his phone for him to be able to listen to it, and then like show him how to listen to it in the car. Sure. But. Yeah. I I really want an Avagard spinoff. You really like Avagard that much, huh? Yeah, I really do. Something about Avagard. I'm just like, I, I want it. I want an Avagard spinoff. This will be the one thing we disagree on. <laughs> I, there is, hmm, it's a cool character. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing that I hate more than the arrogance of knowing. There is nothing that Mike as an individual hates more than I'm better than you because I know this thing that you would obviously not know. Was she yeah. always that way? Did she? Well, you, two, that? you two wouldn't know this, but Mike got a little bit, because I don't change anything that much. I might change the way the story is going to happen, but everything's going to sound. Mike knows Avagard differently from the first kickoff where I made her a little bit more of a primary um, yeah, I guess. but her yeah. her exact words were when she was confronted why don't you do something about this was 
I already did. I'm not doing it again. I don't want anything to do with this. The la you know, pretty much the last time that I tried, I became a slave to that demon for a long time. And I'm not doing it again. She's a very interesting character. I like I just I am obsessed with necromancers. <laughs> Something about unalived lately. Well then you'll love that Raven Sith. You can go watch your Twitch channel and, and see see the the actual image and everything. She does awesome cosplay, so there is that too. Follow can her on you the tell us about oh. the devil dude that we keep encountering? Addendum. <laughs> yes, addendum. Huh? Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the hots for him and try and you know lure him no, at some point, name. he's you, not just a piece of meat. You better you better recognize his name. <laughs> And know he has a personality and feelings, damn it. Lore behind him. So, Addendum does... So, Addendum wasn't always a devil. He was once immortal, but it was so long ago. Once he became unalived, as everybody keeps saying, so we can put it on the tickety-tocks, uh, he had to make a decision. And he joined the armies of the devils against the demons because the... The divine plane was not where his soul went. And now he has worked his way up over the centuries as a warrior. In fact, in the armies, he's a captain of the abyss. Mm -hmm. And as you guys saw, he is a warrior. Um, the facade that you guys see is an illusion because he actually can't see out of his left eye. Uh, he does have horns. He has scars all over his body. He's very war-torn. But the look that he gives is the very proper gentleman in a suit. Um, he... He knows that Deimos is coming back and devils and demons don't get along. In fact, that's his whole job is to destroy demons. He's also my version of a crossroad de demon, but a devil of sorts, in that he likes to make deals, but you don't have to be at a crossroad to make it. And he finds people who the questions would be interesting, because just like you guys have physical representations of your questions... He has physical representations of his, which are way stronger than yours, which is why he cut you off at four. Mm -hmm. Being attacked by my cat. It happens. <laughs> I mean, but that's his backstory. Um, and that grove that you guys met him in really is his ancestral grove. I don't care. I don't and care I will, how happy. I'm going to actually tell you this. This is where you guys are actually the villain. Was that thing that looked like a guardian was not a guardian. And the black things that were attached to it were being forced out of that demon who took over that part of the Feywild. And Addendum was trying to stop him. That's not my favorite episode anymore. <laughs> Took my head off, headphones off for a bit. I still haven't listened to that. Still haven't edited it. So no, 
I don't want it out. Me neither. <laughs> Think about Bully Gato! <laughs> Hannah, Hannah was there for the chaos, and then it was like, okay, the only way to get Stroop to calm the fuck down is, well, let let the puppy go. <laughs> I actually had that in that part of the campaign for Mike, because I wanted to see what Mike would do if he was posted that decision. I don't know what decision, oh and I don't want to know. The answer well, is, I do the right thing. Option C. Forget you. I'm, t I'm gonna do this. I'm doing this different. Do this or do this. I do something different. That's 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 kind of where I'm at. I I think my goal, and it's not to troll you, even though that will be like a nice little, you know, like side side benefit to it. I think my goal is to try and, because it all seems like everything that we're doing is, is basically to come to. It's going to be a lot of big decisions, but to come to one, like, big kind of decision about, like, hey, what what are you going to do? You know, like, what? How are, you, how are you going to try and solve slash keep the world turning? And it's, all right, are you going to do the hard thing? That's probably the right thing. Are you going to do the easy thing that's probably not for the best? And it's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, Taysan's not going to be good with either of those. Taysan's desperately going to try and find another, uh, another way to answer whatever the problem is. And it, I don't think it's Remember, before you say that, though, remember, what you guys have right now is all you have. Exactly. And so, are you doing the right thing right now? Are you doing the wrong thing right no. now? Are you doing the opposite thing right now? Right. You have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying when there is an actual point where there's like, okay, context, and here you are, and you are standing over this cliff, and it's like, okay, are you going to jump? Are you going to walk away? What are you going to do? It's like, nah, I, I need to figure out how to paraglide. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I want to veer, and I don't want to veer to surprise you, but I think that that... I'm just in my head. That's kind of what... That's going to be Taysan's divining moment. Like, everything, as far as I can tell at this point for him, has been built for him to do something else based on somebody else's desires and wills. And that's recently been confirmed. Huh? So now it's like, okay, what are you going to do for yourself? And when are you going to do it? If not now, when? And I'm excited to actually try and find that point. Two things before we pop smoke. Uh, well, just one thing. Let's talk about the one thing and then we'll go. Mm -hmm. At the end of the last episode, you guys went through Martin's journals, his personal journals. Mm -hmm. This question is for Mike. Taysan decided not to read the rest of the end of it. Yes. Why? Mm, okay. Taysan decided not to read the the rest of it at the end because Taysan was after all of the not knowing anything and being sent on this journey to find out what was wrong and what they needed to do and Taysan just constantly hearing it's you are enough and positive reinforcement from Martin after all this time 
and then finding out that there were things that he kept hidden and more importantly that he blamed himself for something and he's like i can't figure it out i'm I, like i i failed hopefully they hopefully he won't and stuff like that it's like i think Taysom was so upset at the idea of i don't know if it was one thing or two but the idea of like you're good it's all right don't worry and then also being told that by someone that was constantly blaming themselves for a whole bunch of failures and not letting the world see it and how much of it was another thing just saying hey this is up to you you have to do it right around the same lines of finding out that he was more connected than he thought and this is kind of a sh like this is a little bit too weird and i think right now he thinks that martin lied to him and like lied hard so i don't think so, he cares about anything nice he has to say because he lied to him okay. maybe it's just my interpretation but i almost feel like Tayson would as you said like big lie to him because it can almost come off like Oh, you know, he was grooming me the same way that the right. ghoul was grooming me. Yeah. Um, just with positive reinforcement. It's carrot versus the stick. Here's the thing. I don't... The, the other problem with this is Taysan doesn't necessarily think that the teacher was... Well, okay. Taysan is very, very aware of the fact that he's basically been used his entire life. But he just thinks that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, that's the only context that he's had. So then a couple of years with people and them trying to kind of break him of that habit and then finding out that's like, yeah, no, this is still kind of thing. Like, they're, they were still... Martin still had this intent for me. So even though he was, he was different about it, and it was... I think it was more nice. You know, it was more pleasant day-to-day, -day, I guess. It was weird, but it was fine. It's still the same thing, so that's fine. The journals would have been written as well, and I tried to convey that in my writing. I must not have. That he was teaching you to live in a peaceful world, yeah. to know how to do everything everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't until the very end that he realized that he wasn't going to be able to correct his mistake. Okay. I And that you as his... Because... You're adopted, but I think Martin saw Taysan as his real son. Sure. And he loved you the best that, or he loved Taysan the best that he could with what he was given from Taysan for 18 years or 17 years of Taysan's life. Sure. That he had no control over. There's two things to that. I believe it. I think Taysan believes it. The real answer to why did he not want to do that is because, frankly, it's the last segment of the last thing that he'll ever read that Martin left. So part of it is holding on to it. Uh -huh. And not and, and in that moment where he just found out a whole bunch of stuff, and this is before, like, the anything, you know, this is before the the Raven Sith showed up and th th this is still in the context of just those journals but before uh -huh. 
meeting up and it's like hey we need to go back to the castle etc etc there's that there's this last thing emotionally wrecked not sure etc the other part of this is the context of you know martin really feeling like his father Taysan doesn't know what that means the idea of not having a parental figure because you're in this just like essentially like an orphanage where the people that were actually bringing you up weren't necessarily worried about your emotional well-being or raising you rather than for a purpose so getting that upbringing the entire time then meeting somebody who's trying to reach out to you but you have no baseline for it i i was just sitting there it's like i don't know how he would react i think he'd be thankful he'd be appreciative because it's better than it was but like um yeah okay martin firewall's my dad whatever okay I, sure and that's kind of the context and then finding out it's like and we haven't gotten there exactly but finding out basically that it was like just kind of created instead and it's right. like okay great so that kind of confirms how i felt about everything so i wanted that separately from we ended last time going through journals miranda and stroop <laughs> were there yeah <laughs> where are they at after reading all of that You guys spent 24 hours reading 129 journals, and I was cool with that. Let's do it. Martin Martin writes really big. <laughs> He's right, writing college essays. Yeah. I think Mirinda, in some ways, it's kind of bittersweet because, like, for the same reason why Taysan didn't want to kind of, like, read the last of it. Um... She also knew that, you know, this was the last chapter of Martin's life and it needs to be understood, especially in order for us, like, for them to try to understand what's happening around them right now. And even if it is a heartfelt message, there might even be more information. I, I, I think she, like... Part of it's, like, she's heartbroken because she lost her friend of 75 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and another part of it, like, the, the analytical part, the researcher, the reason why she's even been in the, the Temple of the Five um, is, is wanting to find out more information to try and suss out what's happening around her and understand... What's hi, hello, child? <laughs> um, what's going on? Droop. Droop has perfected coffee um, in that time. Um, <laughs> but more, Stroop is so friendship oriented. These are the only like friends other than her family that she's ever had. So she's more concerned with how like Taeson felt with all of this. Um, it was. You know, Martin was a really great person to Stroop when he was alive and helped Stroop, like, kind of understand some things. But at the end of the day, Stroop is very focused on the here and now, which is my friend Taysan is visibly upset by what's happening here. 
and we need to care for him and love him and make sure he's okay. Um, and then, yeah, I can't really remember how Miranda had reacted at the end, so I don't really know how she's where she is with how Stroop feels in regards to Miranda and how everything's going, but she knows that Taysan seems to not be fully there emotionally right now, and that that's kind of where Stroop is at. Protect you were, child. You were interrupted with the Raven Sith looking for Avatar. Okay. So I did that on purpose because I, I wanted you to have these emotions and not mm-hmm. be able to process them, the characters, mm-hmm. to have this, this thing where you guys couldn't process them right away. Uh, because reasons... Were you going to say something, Lisa? Um, I was, but I don't remember what it is now. Good enough for me. Let me whisper in your ear. (laughs) This this is what you are going to ask. (laughs) All right, uh, Doc. What did you think the chances were that we were going to go back to the castle versus straight to Adishmira? We we're not there yet, uh, and to be honest with you, I, I, at this point, as a group, fifty fifty. If I'm talking just to Tayson, ninety nine percent certain he's going back to the castle. Okay. Which would be a problem because I don't think the other two can get. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, um, I don't know. I may or may. I might be able to do something. You can try. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question I had for you is, I'm a combination of what three people? Xandro Michonel. Okay, God King. Keep going. Martin Martin Firewell. One of the greatest human fire uh, human warriors that's ever existed. Keep going. And the Bard Charisse. Okay, so I just want to make sure. I'm a combination of three of the more powerful people that have ever existed with crazy magic. And I'm level four. I'm calling bull. This is bull. I want to be strong. You're uh, really strong for level four. I know. I, I was going to say, like, that that can just also uh, come down to experience at that point. I've got so much experience. Had... I've got so okay, much they experience. Have, they have I got to so have much experience. Decades. Decades of experience versus you are two decades old. But I got such good genes for it. And I got that intense training. That you do. Potential doesn't mean jack shit until you learn how to fucking harness it. Take that, motherfucker. Hey. Like, you you could have the the most deft fingers in the world. You ain't gonna learn how to play the piano without practicing. I'm just saying, go go check out my school. That's all right. Oh, wait, you can't. It doesn't exist anymore. There is a destroyed building there that you guys didn't go to. Yeah. You got no reason to. But I, I'm just saying. If like, I go back, I'll get in trouble. It, it's comparing apples and oranges. You can have the best genes in the fucking world unless you learn how to use it. Uh, it's not apples and oranges. It's apples and phenomenally, cosmically powerful oranges. <laughs> but it's Gal- living space. Galaxy oranges. <laughs> Um, I I love you guys. I love you guys so much. But if I don't 
take yeah. Nibbler out, he's going to pee on the floor. <laughs> I think I Let's... think we're getting to the the rollout portion here anyway. Okay. I I actually just wanted to end with that to be prepared for next Monday. <laughs> Great. And so everybody, we want you to love every, everyone. Keep it nerdy and live your dreams. Hannah. Uh, hi. I uh, oh uh, did we dungeon and or dragon tonight? <laughs> yes or no? You know, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. Let's see if Lissa knows what I'm looking for. Lissa. Hey, you can find me as Geek Girl Lissa <laughs> at anything with buttons. Mike. <laughs> Later. <laughs>